Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again. We know that um, you love us and you are just too wonderful. Our minds and um, our humanities are just too finite to fully understand who you are. But we know that we love you. We thank you for your love that has been shared abroad in our hearts. Lord, we thank you. Although sometimes we, we may not be able to understand your dealings with us because you are wonderful and you walk in mysterious ways your wonders to perform. We thank you for who you are and for what you have done for us. We say glory, adoration, hallelujah, be unto your name in the name of Jesus. We ask, O oh Lord, that this morning you will speak to us and remove from us every spirit of heaviness. Shed your light into our hearts, O oh Lord. Illuminate our hearts and let us be able to grasp the very lesson that you want us to in the word that will come out today. To the glory of your name and the edification of our souls. We pray, believing in Jesus' name. Good morning, everyone. Ekaro Enyara. Shalafiyalawa. God bless you all. Amen. Uh, we uh, bring greetings from our brethren in Europe and um, the United States. They all send their greetings. And we thank you for your steadfastness in the Lord Jesus Christ. And for the way you've been conducting and comporting yourself while we are away. Most of the time, uh, we were following you as you gather here to worship the Lord. We pray that the Lord will uphold you all to the very end. And um, when he comes, may we all reign with him eternally. God bless you all. Amen. Um, our text today has been Second Samuel chapter six. Which we have we have read it while you are not here. The interpreter. Second Samuel chapter six. Samuel um, Let me read some verses. How can we say DNA? Verse one again. David gathered all the choice men of Israel, 30,000. Um, verse 2, And David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Bali, Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God, whose name is called by the name the Lord of hosts, who dwells between the cherubim, Verse 6. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah, 
put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Verse 7, Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his error, and he died there by the ark of God. Verse 8, And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. And he called the name of the place Perez-Uzzah to this day. Verse 9, David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, How can the ark of the Lord come to me? Verse 10, So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David, but David took it aside into the house of Obededom, the Gittite. Verse 11, The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his house. Um, I'm, I'll be speaking uh, on the topic, the two sides of the ark. Yeah, two sides of the ark. Uh, it's a common saying that there are two sides to a coin. Uh, no, you know, it's, that's a common saying. It's, uh, that's true, isn't it? This side and that side. Um, it is not only the coin that has two sides is almost everything in life has two sides to reach. Um, even stories. Um, news. Um, those of us, by the grace of God, who are in the position of um, Authority in the Christ of the Holy Church, we do receive reports uh, daily. Uh, maybe um, church members reporting their ministers to us and uh, vice versa. And if it's not taken as uh, uh, leaders, uh, the, you, might be, you might be misled by how people report uh, events in their uh, various stations and churches. And um, the Yorubas will tell you that it's a, only a wicked elder, a wicked elder in the city or town or wherever that will base his judgment on the reportage by just one person. So because there are always two sides to every story, every report, every news. 
and um, so on and so forth. So not, not, it's not just the coin that has two sides. Um, virtually everything in life has two sides to it. Including the ark of the Lord, the ark of Jehovah. Um, what about the ark? When God spoke to Moses in the wilderness, he commanded him to build for him a tabernacle, a place where God will be meeting with his own people. And this tabernacle had three compartments to it. First, you have the outer court. Where anybody could go. You have the priests. No, no, no. You have the priests there. You could see the worshippers. Uh, there is room even for animals. That's the outer court of the tabernacle. Then you have the second compartment which is known as the holy place and um, you have some articles of furniture placed in that uh, second compartment known as the holy place and um, you will see there First and foremost, the altar of burnt offering by the entrance. Now, and um, you see the lava, which is uh, the basin containing water, which was meant for the washing of the officiating priests. And then you see the um, table of showbread. Altar of incense. And um, the golden candlestick. Then there was this curtain. And then after the, behind the veil was the holy of holies called the most holy place. And um, the only thing uh, or piece of furniture that you have in the most holy place was the ark. The the 
um, ark could be described as the very heart of the tabernacle. Ale so ibe apoti eri yigani onto she kuko to she patakiju nino agaulua. And um, the ark symbolized uh, to the people of Israel power. Se awa iniyan ile Israeli apoti eri ulua onshe ame agbara. It symbolizes the very presence of God. In their midst. It symbolizes success, breakthrough, victory, triumph, and uh, all sorts of positive things. And the absence of this ark means defeat failure calamity and all sorts of uh, negatives that's why moses prayed one day He he said to god if you don't go with us if your presence will not go with us we go nowhere. We rather die here. He didn't eat most of it, but draw a lot of coin. Pay Oluwa, Tio, Bati, Bawalo. I like you, Kuni. Because they know something about the uh, presence of God, what it means. As long as the ark remains with them, they were very much assured of the presence of God with them. Other things could be missing, but not the ark. Um, that was for Moses and for the people of Israel, but for us today, who are Christians, those of us that live on the other side uh, of uh, uh, Calvary, because those people were looking towards Calvary. They were looking forward to Calvary. While we who live uh, in this time, uh, we live and we look back uh, to the cross. Yeah. If the presence of God, or shall I say, if the ark of God meant or represented the very presence of God among the people of Israel, and uh, it tells us today, those of us that are Christians, we live in the New Testament. We don't live um, looking for the shadows, for the, but for the very substance. The Israelites looked for that ark. Today, we look for the presence of God with us. Uh, it tells us that if there's anything we need to desire most and above all other things it is this 
presence of God with us. That's why Moses prayed, if your presence does not go with us, we don't go anywhere. Today, in the church, we, um, we have our success. We have our eloquence. We have all sort of good innovations. But this and many other things like that will never ever make up for the presence of God with his people, with his church. Because he himself said, in separating yourself from me, you do nothing. And if there is anything we need to desire above all other things today, it is that God's presence uh, will be with us as Christians and the church. And um, you know, Jesus said, Ask and you shall receive. And I've said it in the past that we can receive without asking. Am I um, doing injustice to the word of God? No. Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. But I'm saying, Christians or anybody can receive without asking. That's it. But yes, you receive without asking. It only shows that you you have received, but not from the Lord. There's a difference between receiving. And receiving from the Lord. You may have success and not from the Lord. Breakthrough, fame, popularity, progress, and so on and so forth, upliftment, without receiving it from the Lord. And when you have not received from the Lord, you haven't received anything. So that's why, you know, when you, whatever you hold in your hand, ask yourself the question, where did I get this from? This is the problem we have with some preachers today who uh, all the time come to tell us of uh, how to do this, how to do that. It's good, but the, the, the uh, message of the kingdom is um, bigger, greater more powerful than that because an atheist someone in Russia someone in Moscow who does not believe in God who is an atheist who says God does not exist he can apply those principles that we teach in the church today 
without making any reference to God and we still get the same, if not better, result. You don't need God to have money. You don't need to come to church to have breakthrough. Many people have received in this world, but not receiving from where? God. That's it, not from God. I saw on um, social media about two weeks ago somebody talking about some seven names in this world today, some seven most, um, uh, the, 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 the richest men, seven richest men in the world, and he began to mention their name, and none of them is a Christian. Yet they are what? Eh? So don't come to the church to tell me some nonsense. No, 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 no. You, can, you can receive without getting it from the Lord. You, you can make it. You don't have to come to church to make it. Okay? The kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking. The Bible says it's about righteousness, joy in the Holy Ghost, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what the kingdom is about, not about eating and drinking. Elon Musk. He's a great man today. The Christian, is he a Christian? He's such a crazy... Look at him. He, 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 that's the way he describes himself. He said, I'm a crazy person. That is it. He does crazy things. And yet, he's not a Christian. That's what the Bible says. With all your gettings, get what? Eh? Wisdom. Wisdom. And who is wisdom? Jesus is the wisdom of God. With all your gettings, with all your eloquence, with all your giftings, with all your success, with all your breakthrough, get Jesus. It matters. It is only those who pray for the presence of the master, the presence of Jesus in the church, in our meeting, in our deliberations, in our planning, in whatever we do in the church. It's only those who pray for the presence of the master that do the best job. Yes. 
you know you can have a church you don't need you don't need god to start to start a church Alini, in these days in, the, in this 21st century in this 2023 you don't need god you don't need the holy spirit to start a church ninu odun 2023 somebody was discussing with me almost 30 years ago he said if i can get hold of this type of microphone and some uh, drum like this he said i will start a church so what has god do uh, what what has got to got, got to do with uh, my this organ or this guitar or whatever you can start a church you see when you have money if you have money all you need is acquire some um, parcel of land then begin to erect some uh, gigantic uh, building on it and then uh, equip everything buy all the instruments hire musicians and so on and so forth and um, if you want you can invite the Holy Spirit if you want if you don't want to let the Holy Spirit go his own way you know you, you have received you've got it made but you haven't got anything from the Lord it is you know, that's why we say you know because if care is not taken we think because we have our money we have our, our meeting we have our organization we have our equipment and so on and so forth then the presence of God may not be needed but those who desire the presence of God above all other desires those are the people that do the most of the work in the church any cause of me ni bi ogbon odun seyin pe ah mbasile ni anfani kin ri owo kin ra awon ohun elorin ilu ati duru emi na ibasi bere ejo o loni mu fe so fun yi gbangbagbangba wi pe ijo se dasile lai si bi pe olorun wa ni be to ba ti lowo to ra ile to ko ile to si ra awon ohun elo sinu re to ba wu ogan o le gba awon eyan sise e to ba ti e wa wu o o wa le so pe emi mimo o wa o to ba si wa o le ni emi mimo gbe je on to se pataki julaarin wa loni ni wa laaye olorun ninu awon eto wa wa yi awon to nsise to to bi julo o ni awon to le pe wa laaye olorun sokale si arin wa the sons of prophet elisha when they were going to cut those trees to uh, enlarge their camp uh elisha said to them go but he said you have to go with us and if elisha had not gone with them when the uh axe head fell into the water that would have been the end of uh, their efforts fruitless efforts futile uh, efforts but because their master was there with them they said you have to go with us and when they go there and they ran into trouble then the lord used their master to perform that miracle to retrieve the axe head from the river so many many times we think we can just go ahead without the master we can do it these days of do it all do it alone we we have all all sorts of books that tell us to do do it yourself we we, we and jesus won jesus won the disciples he said abide in jerusalem stay there until you are endowed with power from on high we need his presence anything we do anywhere we go we need the presence of god one hymn brother says take the name of jesus with you child of sorrow and of woe it will comfort and everything give to you take it wherever you go precious name oh how sweet we need him with us anywhere we go that imrata says i need you every hour ni inu bibeli nigbati awon omo woli ti won fe lo gege lati le mu aka awon to bi si 
ogba ti won ti e fe ma lo ope lo pe okan lara awon omo woli to wi pe ah oga wa woli agba ejo e tele wa lo woli yi si tele won lo igba ti won de be ti won se awon se won ni ti ki ba se pe woli tele won lo ni ori ake to bo sinu omi won ba ti wo wahala tori igba ti ori ake ibo sinu omi oga na o pariwo ni ah awa gbe eleyi se apere wi pe iwa laaye olorun lo se pataki ju fun wa loni jesu oluwa fun ara re ko awon omo leyin o ti e so fun won pe e lo si jerusalem ejuko nibe titi ti a fi fi agbara latoke wa ta fi wo yin opolopo orin awon onigbagbo to jinle lo nsoro fun wa wi pe iwa laaye olorun ninu igbese gbogbo ti a ba ngbe lojojumo lo se pataki ju olorin olorin irere yen o wi pe anilo re ni gbogbo akoko and um, another hymn writer, songwriter says, yes, he said while he was here, some physically some 2,000 years ago, that's our Lord Jesus Christ, he said he raised the dead, he cleansed the leper, he uh, calmed the sea, and so on and so forth. But he said, today we need him. Jesus, now more than ever, we are sailing in stormy weather. All his children should come together. For we, oh, we need, need Jesus him. now more, more than, than ever. ever. We need him more than they did need him some 2,000 years ago. This is 2023. The world is becoming more sophisticated, more sinful, more wicked, more, more heartless. We need Jesus. We, we sail in stormy weather. And we dare not face this storm of life by our own strength and power without his presence. But when his presence is there with us, we have no problem. Olorin kan korin o wi pe nigbati Jesu Oluwa wa laye o wa lai sansan o se opolopo ise iyanu koda lori okun o da ijiduro oni sugbon loni yi anilo Jesu Oluwa looto awa omo leyin anilo lati wa papo ka sokan lati bere fi iwa laaye Olorun yi nitori wi pe lai si iwa laaye re laarin wa awon iji ti awa na ndojuko lori agbami aye when he came over 2,000 years ago, his name is called Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, Oluwa And once he is with us, even those who do not believe, they said one with God is what? That's it. You have nothing to fear. Nothing to be afraid of because he is with you. And that's what we have to decide. The whole of Ibadan may be against us. The whole of Oyo State, the whole of Nigeria, the whole of the world may be against us. Now, when Martin Luther, the reformer in church history, or when he had to appear before the Diet of Worms, that's the church council that will condemn people to death for doctrinal reasons. He appeared before them. And that somebody, one of his friends said, Martin Luther, the whole world is against you. Martin Luther said, and I'm, I am also against the whole world. That's Christianity. Because he knew that person who was with him, the Emmanuel. Many of us are afraid. We are afraid of scheme, of plot, of um, what people can do to us. We are afraid of this or that. We, we are too fearful. We are too fearful we do, because we do not know the one we believe in. I've said this over and over again. Paul said, for I know whom I have believed. 
He was so sure of that. I, for I know whom I believed, and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. In, in, uh, during, during, uh, his, uh, when he was sailing with others in the ship, he said, I believe God. When he is with you, let the whole world be against you. Do you care? The presence of God is what we have to desire most. The act of God meant God's presence among the Israelites. The question today is, is God with you? Are you sure of that? โอ้ตีมาติลุดาฟอลอดอนานิ I am not an avatar theoretician. I keep saying it. I, I know what I've been through in life and in ministry. And um, when I summed it up some 40 years ago, when we gave birth to our first son, we named him Oluwakpelumi. Eh? God with me. It's, it's not a theory. It is, it's what we have proved it to be true. And when God is with you, what else? ไอ้มีกองปากปานี่นูรีออฟยอลอนมีกิเชนิกันตุกันโวเปกิบิ um, look at Joseph, for example. Joseph, each time you read uh, his um, life uh, story, the Bible will say, and God was with him. But God was with him. If, if God had not been with him, who is that person here on earth who could go through all those stages of life? And still come out unscathed, unmoved, and he became what he became. He couldn't have become anything. Uh, look, look, for example, look, look, see how his brethren treated him, and um, see how he was sold into slavery, and see how, by the lie, the lie of a, 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 an adulterous Egyptian woman, just by the lie of that adulterous woman. A young man who was climbing the ladder of life very slowly, he was brought down all of a sudden and he became a prisoner. How, 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 how do you explain that? How do you understand that? But through it all, through it all, the Bible says, 
and the Lord was with him. Shall we rise? We're going to carry on um, some other time by the grace of God. The two sides of the ark. You, you, you see, don't know where we are going, Abby. Do you? No. Uh, the, the two sides of the ark. We'll begin to see this two sides of the ark by the grace of God. So we have to pray. Yes. Ah, <laughs> bi a ba nka bibeli a ori gbogbo bi ti beli ti wi pe oluwa si wa pelu re sugbon oluwa gba pelu re oluwa wa pelu joseph eleyi lo mu joseph tayo ni igbeyin ojo o jade gege bi tosunrun gege bi eni ti o je pe ko ti e ti la wahala ko jari ohun to fa ni pe iwa laye olorun wa pelu re elemati mo bi ti an lo nipa iwa suyi abala meji apo ti eri sugbon a o ma gbo awon wa suyi ni ipele ni ipele bi a se nlo this man in this man in England had a church and uh, he had some uh, health condition and his, the, the members of his church were just uh, okay. You see them leaving him, going to nearby church. To them, it's like if indeed this is a real a good pastor, he wouldn't be this sick. And um. He, he lost most of his members and uh, then he sought medical advice and he was told that he would need to go somewhere where he could uh, suck as much sun as uh, he could uh, in an island somewhere in France. And on the very eve of his departure from England to France uh, to go to that island where he would get a lot of sun uh, which could help uh, to improve his uh, health condition, he composed that song, Abide With Me. could be dark. Help us may be far away from you. But the prayer of that Imrita was abide with me, Lord. Let's pray this morning. Lord, abide with me. I want your presence with me anywhere I go. In whatever situation I am. Lord, abide with me. Shall we turn into prayer, please?
pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again because we know whom we have believed. And we are very much, very much persuaded that you are able to keep that which we have committed unto you against that glorious day. You are able to keep it to the very end. You are able to keep us to the very end. You keep us from falling. You will uphold us to the very end. Lord, we are so grateful to you for these and for many other things that you have done for us. Glory be to your name in the name of Jesus. Amen. We ask, O oh Lord, once again that you speak to our hearts and bless us abundantly in Jesus' name. Thanks so much, choir. God bless you. And good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday to you all. Yeah, last Sunday we um, started looking at um, the topic we titled The Two Sides of the Ark. And um, we did say that um, the old English saying that um, there are two sides to every coin or to a coin is applicable to virtually everything here on earth. And it applies to everything. Which means it is not only a coin that has two sides. Almost everything in life has two sides to it. And we talked about um, what the ark symbolized amongst these two lives. Uh, which is the assurance of God's presence amongst his people. And that we as spiritual Israel, the most important thing that we need to desire is the presence of God with us. And we have the promise when our Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ was to be born, and the Bible says his name shall be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. He's always with his people. And when he was sending the uh, disciples to go and preach, he said, Yes, go into all the world, preach, teach, cast out demons, raise the dead, cleanse the leper. And he said, Behold, I am with you to the uttermost part of the earth. That's the assurance of his presence. He's always with us. We don't have to see him visibly, but we are always conscious of his presence with us anywhere we are, 
anywhere we go. You know, the ups and downs of life is with us. Some demons may forsake us. Some Judas may betray. Some Peter may deny us. Some friends and close acquaintances uh, may run away. But he said, I am with you. Not only where we are now, not only in Ibadan, not only in Nigeria, anywhere, everywhere we go, he is with us. And he too said, I will never ever leave you nor forsake you. These are his words. His promise. And we cling to that all the time. Now let's look at um, some of the positive things that uh, the ark did for the people of Israel. Now, when we say the positive things, that will uh, begin to open our eyes to the fact that uh, the ark uh, did not just the positive, but also the negative. Um, but the first thing we're considering is that by the uh, presence or with the presence of the ark with them, the people of Israel were able to cross the Jordan. The ark parted River Jordan. We read this in Joshua chapter 3 from verse 14. The Bible says, So it was. That's Joshua 3:14. When the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people. And as those who bore the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priest who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest, that the waters which came down from upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zaretan. So the waters that went down to the Sea of the Araba, the Salt Sea, failed and were cut off, and the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priest who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. So this is one thing that the ark did for them as God's people. It parted the river Jordan for them. <laughs> To the people of Israel, what uh, did River Jordan uh, stand for? 
Remember, the people who are going to the promised land. And um, then they met with this river, the river Jordan. So the river Jordan was a kind of barrier between the people and the promised land. A barrier. Say, how would they get to their promised land with this uh, uh, river that has uh, overflown? But to them, they have their God, they have the ark. It's like, not to worry, this barrier shall be removed. Life is full of barriers. Satan, demons, men will put barriers before us whether we like it or not. Satani, it's not going to be uh, a smooth journey through and through in this world. There will be barriers. Whether we like it or not. Um, yesterday we were the um, Thanksgiving uh, which was um, in honor of the newly appointed registrar of the University of Ibadan, Pastor Salu. Pastor Salu, University And seated to my left was uh, um, an Anglican um, bishop who is now retired but still a professor in the University of Ibadan. And it is Anglican and um, I began to ask of some of the um, people, priests, bishops that uh, I do know in the Anglican communion. And when I asked of one particular bishop, who is a uh, He's retired as well, but now uh, a dean in the um, um, Ajay Krada University, New York. Ti won ti fainti. Shubon ti won ti long. Kongon le koni University Adaru Koreyen. He's a professor there. Professor no, la won no. This um, other professor and retired bishop I was talking to, he began to tell me some story about that particular bishop I was talking about. He said, when he was to be ordained, said the, the then archbishop refused, the primate refused to ordain him. Primate uh, but, um, you know, that's one barrier. When people say there is no way for you, 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 you can't cross uh, over, uh, this is where you are going to be stagnated. Stay there. 
sometimes we think it's only in the secular and the business world that uh, barriers are placed in the uh, way of people. But uh, come to the church. You see that there are many barriers uh, to the top. Barriers uh, to where um, you are supposed to be. Barriers everywhere. But eventually, the um, big uh, bishop that said, there's no way for you here, uh, retired. And uh, uh, then came another one who eventually ordained this uh, man of God. Um, and um, eventually, I know when he was serving as a provost somewhere, and later he was elevated to the position of a bishop. And uh, having been consecrated a bishop, they now posted him to the very city of the old archbishop who said there is no way for you here. And uh, you know the primate are retired and it's now uh, uh, the responsibility of this uh, newly promoted bishop to take care of this old retired papa. And later on the old man died. And it was this bishop that buried him. Bishop You see, that's how God works. He works in mysterious ways, it's wonders to perform. And I think if I should give you the microphone now to give some testimony, uh, I think you have something to share with us of how God has removed before you some barriers. We always sing the song, I have a reason to praise the Lord. Shall I begin to tell about myself, my, my own story? There had been barriers. There had been those who said, no way for him here. We have been written off. We have been forgotten. But you know, barriers mean nothing when you have the ark of God, which is God's presence with you. What is a mountain? Before Zerubbabel. That's what the Bible says. Many times we are afraid of the mountains before us. One hymn rather says, Is there a mountain in your way? Do doubt and sin abound. He said, Press on, press on. The barrier shall be broken. You will reach the other side. And says, Not by might, not by power. 
power. By my spirit, says the Lord. It's not by your own power or by your own might, but when the presence of God is with you, come on, you cross over as if those barriers were non-existence. The Bible says, before him, mountains flee. The hills met like a wax. And the presence of the Lord. What a mighty God we serve. Is a barrier remover or mover. This is what he did for his people. You see, we have the Bible uh, for admonition for encouragement, for our comfort, for everything we need today. The Bible is all we need for faith and experience because I've always told you at the end of the day we shall have to go back to the same Bible. So let's go back to the Bible. All the time. Not the philosophy of this world. Not the psychology of this world. But the Bible, the word of God. When you have the word of God with you, you are, you are rightly conditioned. Conditioned. You think biblically. Mountains, mountains, anything means nothing. Before you. Then another thing that was positive that the ark did for the people of Israel was that it brought down the walls of Jericho. Jericho. No, no, ma. <laughs> so Jericho brought down the walls fell flat. Oh, the Jericho wall And uh, that's found in Joshua chapter six. As from verse six. It reads. Then Joshua the son of Nun called the priest and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant. And let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Proceed and march around the city, and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. So it was, when Joshua had spoken to the people, that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew his trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priest who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after the ark while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. Now Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, Shout. Then you shall shout. So he had the ark of the Lord circle the city, going around it once. Then they came into the camp and lodged in the, the camp, and Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priest took up the ark of the Lord, and so on and so forth. And on the seventh day, as we all know, God said, shout, they shouted, and the walls collapsed. 
You know, problem with us is this. Listen to the Bible says, don't shout, don't talk. We talk too much. As Christians, we just talk too much. We talk, 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 talk. We well, talk, talk, talk. Atiman Rojoju. Most times we talk too much. Yeah, that's a problem. The he said to the Israelites one day, said, the Lord will fight for you, but you do what? Keep, hold keep your quiet. Peace. Many, we don't know how to keep quiet many times. We just talk. We talk. We talk. God said, don't shout. Don't talk until I've asked you to. Along so for Israel, Emma Soro, Titing, also for Ipe, Kesoro, also for more repe, Emil Jaffin, Dake, Panuimo, Opolopeba, Atirojojo. And we see that they've been coming uh, from Egypt for 40 consecutive years now. They just crossed the Jordan. Okay. One barrier. That's one barrier. And, and then they still met with the walls. Jordan, a barrier. The walls of Jericho, another one. Jordan, let us uh, know this as Christians that God would never ever remove those things that test our faith. Never. Um, when we were young, one of the crosses we used to render in those days in the church was um, um, Jeko Jeko Gunjija Miotan Jeko Gunjija Miolo Jesu Olubala Jeko Gunjija Miotan Irony. One of the songs we used to sing when we were young is that God should remove all our battles. That is not true. Ogunjija from Christian Battles for a Christian will never end. We'll fight and fight, wage war, wage war, face battle and battle until we breathe our last. It's only when we breathe our last that we lay our sword at the feet of the master. Amaja, asima shegun, titi afi paoju wade, tausifi dawalile, niese, enitioje o gagun wade. The book of Joshua is full of many battles. Representing the life that we need to lead as Christians. We have battle, we battle with Satan. We battle with our, the enemies. We battle with our flesh. We battle with sin. We battle with the host of hell. This is the very last. As a matter of fact, the church here on earth is called the militant church. That's what we are now. It's only when we have gone from here that we join the church triumphant. We are called to fight. We are called to battle. It's not an easy life. I, I, I've told you once that um, uh, when a father, a father in this church once said, um, when I was to be appointed as generous within 2014, a father said, if that's what you are going to do, he told my boss, 
if that's what he's going to do, then expect, expect some war, some battle. And when my boss delivers that message, said, this is what a father said, when I was to be appointed as General Superintendent of Christ Apostolic Church in 2014, nine years ago, one of the fathers threatened wars, fire and brimstone, and when that message was relayed to me, um, my name is Olushegun, that's um, named Victor. And by the grace of God, I will always be victorious. That's it. So when God, when, when God is with you, he fights your battle. And nobody dares to bear that name. It's only, Christ himself is the only shegu. He's the one that fights our battle. the victorious, the triumphant one. The victorious one. All the time. It, and uh, why would there be uh, a victory if there is no battle, if there is no war? So the Christian life is full of so many battles, so many wars to prosecute. Jesus Christ So never ever you expect a time in your Christian life that God will remove those things that will test your faith. What it does is to give us the faith to stand the test. Let me refresh your memory. We have said it over and over again. Something about the walls of Jericho. Not just a wall, but walls. There were two walls. When you're talking of the uh, uh, situation, the, the uh, battle uh, of Jericho. Jericho. You have the outer wall. You have the inner wall. The outer wall was uh, six feet thick. Was the, was the um, thickness of this wall of our, of our chapel? Probably one yes. foot. Less than one foot. Less than one foot. Less than one foot. Okay. Nine inches. Nine inches. That's it. We're talking of the outer wall that was six feet thick. And then there is a space of some feet, probably twenty feet, between the first wall, the inner wall, and the and the outer wall. A space between them. The inner wall was 12 feet thick. And then the two walls were joined together by buildings. There were buildings that joined the two walls together all around the city. And that it was uh, in one of those houses that Rahab the harlot was doing her business. That was why it was um, easy 
for her to let down the spies from the world. And so this, uh, uh, look at the thickness and the size of the uh, walls and you have these two lights, uh, a band of emancipated slaves who had no earth-moving implements, no caterpillar, no bulldozer, nothing. They were just carrying their um, whatever uh, bags and, uh, on their shoulders and their, and their bags. And God said, just keep walking around the walls. Don't say a word. That is, that is stupid, isn't it? That is foolish, isn't it? But the Bible tells us that uh, the foolishness of God is wiser than men. I want to answer you. I want to answer you. I want to answer you. Um, I told our brother in America at that time, I said, um, in America, you hear people saying, it makes sense. It makes sense. So, but when God speaks, God doesn't make sense to us sometimes. He doesn't have to make sense to us. Because if, if, uh, if, we, if we were to live by um, the common sensibility of this world, uh, we would miss it. Okay? It doesn't, God, doesn't, God may not make sense to you when he said to Moses, Stretch your rod towards the sea. It doesn't make any sense. Not foolish. Most of all, I went in the America, I saw one of the people who were in the country, and I saw one of the people who were in the country, and I saw one of the people who were in the country, and I saw one of the people who were in the country. He asked Noah to build an ark. Some 40 miles away from the sea. Does that make any sense? Is it going to push the ark when completed for 40 miles to get to the sea? Makes no sense. God will appear to us foolish, supremely foolish sometimes. For he who said to him, build that ark there, he provided the way, the means through which or by which the ark will float. We are just too wise today in the church, too wise. Sometimes, Call council meeting, elders meeting, and you begin to hear certain things. I want to ask the question: Where is this coming from? Is this is this uh, God's own uh, way of doing His thing? And um, what do we see? The Bible says, "Let the priest carry the ark." 
and uh, you walk around the the walls kini bibele so oni awon alofa ki won gbe apoti eri sajo yin ki e sirin ki e yepo odi ilu na and when god's own appointed time came the bible says the walls collapsed nigbati akoko olorun fun ara re to ogiri lowo fun ara re and um some, sometimes about two weeks ago somebody was telling me that uh, a study a uh, study had shown that uh, the the walls actually sank and you come by me so ni bi ose meji seyin oni nti o sele gan awon imo ejinle ti fi on pe o di jericho ori ori wonu le ni that's why it was easy for those people to walk versus and they rushed they, there was no robust to uh, to impede their movement they just rushed into the city and they, they possessed the city e ri pe o di owo pa won in to fi rorun fun lati rin wonu ilu na won sare wonu ilu na lati gba ilu na ni bibele wi when the presence of god with, is with you no problem is insurmountable ti iwa laaye olorun ba ti wa pelu ore ko si oke kan ti o se gun ko si isoro kan ti o se bori re big high tall so what before god o to bi o fe it means nothing. The walls, the two walls were 30 feet high. But how high is the God of Israel? Higher than the highest. 10 feet. 10 feet, Abi. Higher than the highest. Higher than the heavens. So Christians don't have to panic because of anything. For I know whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which are committed unto him again. Many of us don't know whom we are believing. So let everyone who has the presence of God with him or her rejoice. Let everyone who has the presence of God with him or her rejoice. Because to them belong power, strength, victory, success. But if God is not with us, if God is not with us, we are helpless. With our education, with our wealth, with our connection, with whatever, we are helpless. Before we pray, uh, 1989, uh, that's some 34 years ago, but the grace of God, I was in Singapore. And uh, for a short course on leadership, some of you know about that school, Hegai Institute for Advanced uh, Leadership Training. 
we were 64 participants from 41 different countries. And one of our one of the resource persons, our lecturers, was Dr. David Wang. He came from Hong Kong. A Chinese. But um, he was not living in the mainland China, but living in Hong Kong. And um, he taught us so many things. He touched lives. Um, he was always going from um, Hong Kong to China to encourage persecuted Christians in China. And um, he said sometimes when he went to China he went with the uh, aim of encouraging the believers. believers that were being persecuted but said he ended up learning from them and being encouraged by them. Because as we know, it was 1949 that the Cultural Revolution took place in China, where all when all missionaries from Europe, from America, were sent packing, uh, then the Chinese people embarked on their Cultural Revolution. In 1949, the number of born again Christians in China was only 1 million. In 1949, after the missionaries were kicked out, uh, the church went underground. They could not gather like this openly for worship. They had to go to um, houses uh, incognito uh, without people recognizing them. Um, we may choose to go to Elda uh, Ishola's um, uh, house today and tomorrow uh, we go to the house of Baba uh, Olawiye and uh, like, like we are just coming to visit, eh? to, visit. to greet, and that's where we will read. Probably, uh, only one copy of the Bible will share. Then we'll go home, so that the communist police will not come after us. That's how the church was meeting. But then, in 1989, when we went there, 40 years after the Cultural Revolution, 40 years after the church went underground, the number of Christian in China had risen from 1 million to 50 million. So, and he began to tell us the secret behind all this. And um, 
to become a Christian, to, or to be a Christian in China, every Chinese Christian has gone through some baptism of fire. You could see that on their faces. Dr. Wang said in his own presence, his own pastor was clubbed to death. Dr. Wang ni That's what it means to be a Christian in China. And he said there was this day he went to China to see the pastors. And um he said I mean when he was addressing them, uh, he said these were pastors who had been through it all. Baptism of fire, imprisoned. Uh, some, some, of, some of them, uh, when they began to tell you what they've been through, you feel sorry for them. And uh, he, said, he said, this is me, coming from uh, sing, uh, uh, Hong, uh, Hong Kong. Kong, telling pastors uh, in China of how we went to America and we went to a five-star hotel. Uh, uh, we, we, we did this seminar. We had breakfast. We had lunch in five-star hotel. He said, this is me talking about five-star hotel to pastors uh, in uh, uh, all-star hotel. All-star hotel, which simply means eh, open space in the night. It's only the stars that give them uh, illumination. He said, he said, why doing that? He said, there was this old Chinese pastor just looking at me like that. He said, he, 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 he gazed uh, very uh, fixedly at me and he said, after I said all that we did in America, he said, the old man said, hmm, you people, you have much of God. But we have God. Oni lojo ni igba kan to lo China lo gba oni iyanju awon iranse Olorun. O nbe si ni so fun o ba nse lo America ta won keko ta won jeun ta won lo awon bi kan pe iranse Olorun kan agba iranse Olorun wa be si ni wo ohun bayi. Oni gba to so gbogbo to ni so ni hmm. Eyin eyan. Eni oye nipa Olorun. You have received so much from God, but we have God. That is God. It means we have nothing else but God. You can travel from one country to another. You can stay in five-star hotel. You can have dinner with uh, the highly placed people. Yeah, you have... Eh? Uh, too much of God, so much from God, but we have God. Sometimes we boast of our connection, of our we travel here, we travel there, we do this, we do that, but without. God, without His presence, we are saved not. We are not saved anywhere. You can have much of God if you don't have God and His presence. You are not saved. Let's stand for prayer.
lopolopo igba ti a rin ajo ti a gbadun ti a sape ti a se gbogbo ale ni awon nkan won yi lai si olorun ninu re mo fe so fun wa pe ti awo ba ni olorun ko si abo fun wa o eje agbadura his presence his presence his presence iwa la ayo olorun nikan is enough for us ni o to fun wa let's sing this song eje ko ni is enough for me is enough for me what is too for me the man of calvary is enough for me is enough for me is enough Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Father. Father, you are God indeed. Thank you for your infallible words you have sent to us this morning. Thank you because you have brought your throne. Father, as man would take it even before us this moment, you have visited us again. We appreciate you, Lord. You are the shepherd. You are the good shepherd. David said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hmm. Thank you, Father. That we may not lack, you have come to us again. We in our miserability, in our confused states of mind. Father, you visited us again. We bow at your joints. Thank you, Father. Your word has penetrated us. Father, we are healed. We are made whole. Take glory, honor, and adoration in the name of Jesus. Many more of this, Lord, we want to know. We want to see you. You are sweet. You are sweet. It's like we can take you and start to put you in our mouth and then we are comfortable. At your delivery, at your saving, and at your redemption. At the salvation you came to give just freely. It is you. Father, it is you. It is only you. No one can give it. It is only you. Thank you, Father. You have given us to drink. You have given us to eat. You have given us to relax in. It says, it leads, it, it leads me. Even it prepares a table before me in the face of my enemies. So we are nothing. We need you. We don't want to know much about you. But we'll have you. Thank you, Father. That we may know you. Apostle Paul said that I may know you and know even the, the power of your righteousness and even to taste of the death. If the test has not, the, your death has not favored him, you wouldn't say, I want to taste of it. Thank you, Father. You have been timid. You have been running away here and there because we have not listened to you well. Shout not. Say, be still. Be still. Be calm. And see what the Lord will do. Thank you, Father. You are wonderful. Once again, you have shown us this morning that you are the Lord and no other God. We appreciate you. Receive our thanks and adoration in the name of Jesus. Your infallible words have come to us speedily. 
Father, let it be our food today. Let it flow in the stream of our blood. And let it be digested that we may continue to grow in you and know you the more. Your son, our father, you have used. He gave it just as if he was there with you. You gave it to us from the foundation of the world. You gave us to Christ Jesus. Father, you pray for us. Continue to be with us. Say you came for us, with us, and now you are in us. Lord, remain in us. And project us ahead. We will continue to say thank you, Father. You will continue to lead, and we will continue to follow you. Thank you, Lord. Bless your son. Increase him the more. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We cannot thank you enough. We're told that even eternity is just too short to sing the praise of your holy name. But we say, O oh Lord, that uh, the uh, little that we're able to bring before you in praises and thanksgiving, you please accept in Jesus' name. Lord, this particular hour, we pray that the Holy Spirit will minister to our hearts as we pray in Jesus' most blessed name. Good morning, church. The Lord bless you richly. Yeah, we want to um, continue uh, our consideration of the topic we um, term two sides of the ark. Yeah, and um, we, I think uh, for two Sundays out of um, the four or five that we've been worshipping here, uh, we did talk about this particular topic, the two sides of the ark. And um, a very brief uh, review of what has been said in the past. Um, the ark, as we should know, we are Christians, there are things we ought to know. If we are woken from our sleep and we ask some questions, we should not scratch our head. Uh, for an answer. Um, the ark uh, is one of the articles of furniture that was uh, placed in the tabernacle of the Old Testament. Articles there, uh, the details of which we cannot be talking about now. Uh, but this particular article of furniture called the ark 
uh, does represent the very presence. It's a symbol of the presence of God amongst his people. And um, we have said that um, no matter what we do or say uh, or plan, no matter what the program and uh, the meeting and the council and everything, the church, what we need to desire most is the very presence of the Lord Jesus Christ himself amidst us. Ati let us not forget this no matter how brilliant how eloquent how aesthetic no matter how beautiful our environment no matter how sonorous our voices are and things like that Whatever we do, we need, we need to ask the question, where is the presence of God in all this? And I've said it earlier that, um, yes, we can have without asking of him we can receive without necessarily uh, taking from him but uh, it simply comes down to this that we wouldn't have uh, received from the Lord yes, receive, yes uh, having things, yes uh, things could be done but may not be from the Lord or by the Lord so in everything we do, uh, in everything we practice or plan, achieve in the church, the presence of God matters most. Because he's the one who said, in separating yourself from me, you do nothing. So let us not forget that. Is God with us? Is seeing to our program? Is seeing to our planning? Is seeing to our council? Is seeing to our meeting? And so on and so forth. It matters very much. And we have also considered uh, some of the positive things the Ark was able to achieve. Um, for the people of Israel. Remember we said the ark was it that uh, parted the uh, Jordan before them. And um, you will recall what we said about what Jordan represents, a kind of barrier uh, between them and the promised land. And we have said that um, doesn't matter um, what barrier is placed before us either by men or by uh, some enemy or whoever may want to place some kind of barrier before us 
This is nothing when we have with us the very power of God. And we also talk about um, the ark uh, being with them, help them to uh, bring down the walls of Jericho. Jericho Bale. And uh, that's um, yes, having uh, gone or walked through Jordan on dry ground, uh, the walls of Jericho are still very much before them, and we said that God would never ever remove those things from us, the things that will test our faith. Our faith must of necessity be tested from time to time, and that the Christian life is a life of battle. Anything that tests our faith. And uh, if, when you see faith itself, when you, when you have faith, uh, it's like you are being told that you will need this when the battle of life uh, comes before you are face to face with the battle of life. When you say you have faith, you don't, ha- you don't need faith for some other things of life, but when God says, I keep you with this faith, it's like saying to you that you will need it. It's like um, uh, uh, you, you go to a friend's house, well, this is, we, this is the city of Bada, but those of us that were brought up in the village, we know wh- what it, it means to uh, have a friend uh, give you to gi- a friend will give you a kind of touch or lamp uh, when you are going home when it's dark. My friend, you will need this. Take it along. It may be you know, that may, may have been given to you in the afternoon, but that friend, by giving you a kind of lamp or torch, is like saying to you, friend, you will need this because it's going to be what later? Oh my goodness, eh? It's going to be dark. So when God says, I give you faith, um, it's another way of telling you that dark days are ahead of you, difficult days are ahead of you, you will need this. That's what faith uh, is about. Sometimes when we travel, what some friends like to give me is that this kind of touch, uh, all this, all this uh, Chinese uh, made uh, uh, something. Uh, why? <laughs> because they know what Nepal can do in this country. <laughs> and so they always give me this, uh, uh, Pastor, uh, have this. And I wouldn't need that. Uh, in the day, during daytime, but they know what darkness can do in this part of the world. They say, we give you this. And I know that some of you uh, in your home, uh, you have some uh, touches, uh, something that is very much uh, uh, um, uh, akin to uh, my experience. Babi, Tabari, Niajo, I want you to have a little bit of light. Now, 
but the same ark uh, which was their pride which symbolized the very presence of God with them was one day taken away from them in first Samuel chapter four Samuel um, <laughs> I read from verse nine. Uh, first Samuel four Samuel from verse nine. They said to themselves, Be strong and conduct yourselves like men. Okay, that's what the Philistines said. You Philistines, that you do not become servants of the Hebrews as they have been to you. Conduct yourselves like men and fight. So the Philistines fought and Israel was defeated. And every man fled to his tent. There was a very great slaughter and there fell of Israel 30,000 foot soldiers. And verse 11 says, Also the ark of God was captured and the two sons of Eli Hophni and the final house died. Eje alagbara ese bi okunrin eyin Philistine ki eyin ma se eru fun awon Heberu bi won tin se eru yin ri ese bi okunrin ki e si ja. Awon Philistine si ja won si le Israeli won si sa olukuluku si nu ago re ipa ni si po gidigidi awon eles awon elese ti o subu ninu ogun Israeli je egba medogun Alright, so if you read from verse 1, it says, Now Israel went out to battle against the Philistines and encamped beside Ebenezer, and the Philistines encamped in Afik. Then the Philistines put themselves in battle array against Israel, and when they joined battle, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 men of the army in the field. And when the people had come into the camp, the elders of Israel said, Why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Let us bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord from Shiloh to us, that when it comes among us, it may save us from the hand of our enemies. So the people went to Shiloh, they sent to Shiloh, that they might bring from there the ark of covenant of the Lord of hosts, who dwells between the cherubim. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. Yes, because 4,000 of the um, uh, army, 4,000 soldiers were killed. And they said, okay, it's, it's because the Ark is not here with us. Let's, set, let's send for the Ark. And that they did. They sent for the Ark. Yes. And when Israel is of one point, to repay a potiary of Silla and Ewa, Nashapai Berumeri, or Mogun, Ejalobe, a potiary, and when the Ark was brought to them now, thinking that the the uh, arrival of the ark will bring about a kind of turnaround uh, into their situation. It was the, it was the other way around. The Bible says it was then when the ark came that 30,000 still fell uh, 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 there on the battlefield. So, 
don't forget we are talking about the two sides of the ark why will the same ark that um, dried the waters of the Jordan the same ark that uh, collapsed the walls of Jericho why will it be that in the very presence of the same ark 30,000 soldiers among the people fell kini ti re ti o fi je pe apoti eri kan na ti a ti pare la odo jordani ti a ti pare wo odi jericho to fi je pe nibi ti apoti eri wa ni a ti pa egba medogbon omo ogun israeli and now if the question is asked who who exactly was it that robbed them of the ark who was it that took the ark away from them the Bible says the ark of God was captured and who captured the ark who? the Bible says yes if I the question who, who took the ark away from them who say who? Eh? The Philistines. And um, if they were to pray, um, if there was anything, anyone they want to pray against, it will be the who? The who? And that's that's uh, that's what we do these days, isn't it? Yeah, we say it's the Philistines that took the ark away from them, but no. Uh, it was their sin that robbed them of that ark. So like um like uh, Samson, um it is not the Philistines. It was Samson himself and what he went into that robbed him of that power. Be it on Samson ignore Losheri, Kinshe Amo Philistine Lomo Samson. Uh, we pray a lot in this part of the world. Our And we've been told that um, after the Christians in South Korea, Nigerian Christians pray next. South Korea. Nigerians And you know that when we offer our prayer, we talk about this enemy, that enemy. We like to send something back to the sender to return them like that, uh, and so on and so forth. We 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 pray a lot about the enemies and the war they wage against us. But one thing we uh, seem or tend to forget is that uh, there is no enemy that can prevail over us without our own express permission. 
Shubon amangba gbe wipe otakankan o le bori wa laisi e yonda lati odowa. How many times have I reminded you of um, the cost of Balaam against the people of God Israel? You know, today, prophets, evangelists, pastors, apostles tell us of the different kinds of causes. We we like to hear this. We when when uh, um, messages like that like like that come out, we pay attention because we think we are under one course or the other. Well, there is a general course. When men fell or man fell in the Garden of Eden, the most devastating course was uh, heaped on the head of man. Okay. Um, the woman, the man, the serpent, and the earth itself, they were caused. So, those causes uh, are the general one that uh, we all carry about uh, until we come to Jesus. But when we come to Christ, he says we've been delivered from the curse of the law and other curses. And uh, we have the Bible uh, as uh, our authority. So we, we can learn from the case of Balaam when he tried to curse uh, the people of God hired by Balak the king of Moab. He got money and he prepared uh, everything uh, that was uh, necessary to curse God's people. You remember it was seven oxen. Okay. Seven rams. Seven altars. And that was repeated. It was done three times. Twenty-one. Oxen. Twenty-one rams. Twenty-one altars. So who is afraid of that? Or shall I say, who will not be afraid of that? So why some people come to tell us that uh, uh, some people are doing this or that and so on and so forth. Yes, those things are... Um, Capable of sending jitters to your spines. But when we go to the Bible, 
You see what you want to say? What is this? What is this before the child of God? If somebody killed a chicken because of us, if, if, if somebody should do that, if somebody should put some uh, some little uh, um, little uh, what is it millimeter eh, or liters of oil, uh, palm oil fresh egg and some echo in a pot and place it before your uh, door. Okay? You wake up in the morning, you open it. What, what do you want to do? Run so. back. Tiani kamba to ipo die tabi eyin ati eko sinu koko to gbe senu ona e ki lo se loro. But how much would that cost? How much would that cost? We're talking of twenty-one oxen. Last year, <laughs> during the pastors' conference last year, um, we woke up at the cage and uh, we discovered that uh, a big uh, cow had been had been slaughtered and drained. Slaughtered. The blood was drained, and they put it right. Uh, under the billboard of Apostle Bala Atikeji there along Elisha uh, Akure Road. I said, so what? So, it's, just, it's like, you're just wasting your money. What, what is this? What is this to us? What is this to us? Um, the cow you are supposed to slaughter and enjoy, you just console in on That's just a cow. Malu, last Sunday. What's in it? Just one. Because we're talking of 21. You see, how much will a cow cost these days? Intention, those of you who, who celebrate Ram 21 21 altars and yet when Balak the uh, diabolic uh, prophet uh, opened his mouth he just began to bless Sibe to the astonishment of the man, the king that hired him. See, look, I've invited you, commissioned you, given you money, hired you to cause these people, and you have blessed them all together. And what was the response? He said, how can I cause the one who is not caused by God? It's only God who causes. It's Bala- only the cause of God that we have to fear. But then, in chapter 5 of that book, I think it was in Numbers, we are not reading now, the Bible says the Moabites, they are beautiful girls, have clad um, exhibiting some succulent parts of their body 
they came visiting the camp of Israel on the plain of Moab there and are displaying their wares, selling their things and uh, they attracted uh, the uh, attention. They lured the people of God, the men of Israel, into sin with them. And the Bible says 24,000 of them died. It wasn't the prophets hired to cause them that did that. It was what they brought upon themselves. So, we are saying the presence of God, we need it, yes. Don't let us forget that. But we can be robbed of that if we don't live right with God. Ni ese kanu iwe numeri aka wikwe aomo beni muabu wawari israeli lo wawon darakwa mo israeli ojua wawon kuni israeli wawon ba wawon shia shema shi wawon ba wawon deshe wala yolon si fi wawon sile akwa wikwe egbe edogbon okuni israeli ni akpa kilofa shi yolon shi muabu lo pa wawon ni rara e sheti wanda ati wawon ti wawon ki wawon ni Anilo e wala ayo Olorun loto sugbon e ma je agbagbe ohun ti o le mu ki a so ipa ti agbara renu and um yes good to pray against the enemy but better to pray that we will be righteous be holy and uh, uh, be ever ever united or rightly related uh, to God o da ka gbadura loju si awon ota Shubon on to da junior lonipe cabere for your fair, lati your war alone, lati bay where ye were mimo at ya soto, lati lay she unto fecashe. A man of God said, Give me hundred men that fear nothing but sin, I will change the whole world. And on shall long connie a fumini or gone walk on it, tico beru cone, yato see a she, more ya yepo. God hasn't changed. Along what he yepada is ark. Symbolizing his presence is still very much with us today. says, His ears are not heavy, his hands are not shortened. And he can still deliver till today. The Bible says, It is your sin that separates you from God. So the power of God will remain taken away from us as long as we are not right with God. The ark which they very much uh, love to see amongst them, which uh, they trusted so much, was taken away from them by the Philistines. 30,000 fell on the battleground even in the very presence of the ark. But the of God we shall be maybe another three, four Sundays we shall be looking at what the ark does differently to different people. 
nipa ori ofe olorun ni awon ose ti o ba ma tele a o ma wo nti apoti eri je tabi ti o nse si orisirisi awon eniyan and uh, how you cannot say that there is a particular thing in this world that does only one work ati pe a o gbe o bi o ti je pe o le so pato pe ohun kan kan ni aye yi lo nse ohun kan kan that does only one thing pe o eyo ohun kan kan ni gbogbo nkan le se the ark didn't do just one thing apoti eri o kan se nkan lasan lai se nkan miran the ark did the positive and the negative apoti eri se ohun ti o dara o si se ohun ti ko dara and uh, you will see in the course of our consideration of this topic that uh, it is not the ark per se but the one who comes in contact with the ark that matters aure ninu agbeye wo eko wa ti aba tin se asarolo pe kikan se apoti ere sugbon eni ti o ni ipa pelu apoti ere this we shall see uh, in different uh, ways by the grace of god lagbara olorun a o ma wo ni pele ni pele that we need not trust a thing in life that ah, it will do only good on ti an so ni pe a o gbodo ni lokan pe ohun kan ti agbekele rere ni o ma se sha we need not think that just one thing will do only the bad a o gbodo ni lokan pe ohun kan ti a ri tabi ti agbokan le buburu ni o se the bible says but take heed unto yourself sugbon bibeli so pe e ma kiyesi ara yin that's right we do take heed of, uh, uh, of many other things but not ourselves we do take heed unto uh, some events of life but not to ourselves every christian needs to ask the question hey who am i what am i what's my disposition to the events happenings of life kini ihati mo ma nko si awon isele tin sele yekakiri i pray that uh, this few words will uh, sing into our hearts mo gbadura pe oye oro die ti ati so yo ye wa and um, guide us in our daily work with god yo si to wa sona be a se nba olorunrin but don't forget today sugbon e ma gbagbe the philistines took away the ark and philistine gba apoti eri olorun la israel they have such power but because of the failure of God's people the ark was taken away Philistine oni agbara lati gba apoti eri bi o ba se pe awon mo olorun ti dese God remains the same Olorun kan na ni titi aye forever and ever titi aye ra eko ye pada ah it's uh, uh those of us that worship him that must examine ourselves awa ti an sin olorun ni ani lati ye ra wa wo ka si ki esi ara wa says examine yourself whether he, he be in the faith not in the church not uh, a member of any society in the church but if you are in the faith bibeli ni ki aye ara wa wo boya si wa ninu igbagbo ki nse ni ile ijo sin tabi egbe ijo o sugbon so si wa ninu igbagbo yera are wo let us rise for prayer eja dide ki agbadura lord oluwa anything that i will do that will rob me of your power 
deliver me from it. Shall we turn it to prayer? Here on earth, thank you for the way you lead us, the way you guide us through your word. We thank you because you are always there for us, and we shall be yours forever, according to the hymn that we did sing this morning. Lord, we say, Glory be to your name, accept our thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Once again, O oh Lord, we pray that the one that will come out, will be unto us spirit and life Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Um, we want to still look at the topic, the two sides of the ark. As interest, the two sides of the ark. And um, this we've been looking at for, yes, I think this will be the fourth time that we shall be um, considering this particular topic, the two sides of the ark. Um, why do we want to talk about this? Just to let us know that uh, there is no, there is nothing here on earth that does only one job. There is nothing that plays just a role in life. And uh, this is what the ark tells us. And uh, we've been told of how the ark to the people of Israel represented the very presence of God amongst his people. As it is, so far be also Jacob. He will lie your lonely. So God was not joking when he asked Moses to put all these articles of furniture in the ark, I mean, um, tabernacle in the tabernacle. Here. And we have also considered some of the things that the ark did for the people of God Israel. One, it parted Jordan. Then the walls of Jericho fell at the presence of the ark. And we saw how the same ark was taken away uh, by the Philistines. And we talk about how 
the presence of God is what we should desire above all things as God's people. And that we should not be afraid of any cause. It doesn't matter uh, by whom, from whom. Christians are not afraid of cause or causes. Once we have with us the very presence of God. Um, let's look at another thing that the ark did for the people of God or on behalf of, on behalf of God's people. We read in First Samuel 5 uh, 1 and 2 Then the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. When the Philistines took the ark of God they brought it into the temple of Dagon and set it by Dagon. Yes, we about three Sundays ago when I had the opportunity of standing for you like this, we talked about how the people of God were robbed of that ark, forcibly taken away by the Philistines. And what did the Philistines do with this captured ark? The Bible says they brought it and took it into the temple of Dagon. And they placed the ark of God beside their own uh, God, Dagon. So to those Philistines, uh, they had overcome. Once they have captured what they thought was the power of God to Israel. But if we read further, the Bible says something happened in the course of the night. Why people are rejoicing, thinking that yes, we've got it made, we've captured the power of these people. The Bible says, during the night, Dagon fell. What does that tell us? Why should Dagon fall before the ark? There was not there, nobody was there among the Israelites to pray 
to fast as a matter of fact they were a conquered the people they've been conquered and their power taken away or the symbol of their power taken away shall i say Israel as God's people had failed. Israel And that's the reason why the ark was captured. And yet Dagon fell. By that incident we were to learn that God's people may fail. And God's people have been failing for some times. Yes, there will be some deserters. Deserters, those who desert. No, no, no. They, they may desert Christianity. Some may deny and um, there will be all that some may be weak there could be on the part of Christians inconsistency of life Christians are fallible ministers are fallible and when we see these the failure of God's people, the failure of God's servants, the weakness of the people that profess Christianity, the outsiders, those who are not Christian, may want to clap. They will think the end has come to the church. Of Christ. If we read through church history, um, right from the day of Pentecost, we will see uh, some fallings and failures and uh, some traces of the weakness of God's people. There have been great men and women of God uh, whose uh, the fall or falling uh, has brought about a kind of um, uh, discouragement to the hearts of so many of God's children. But one thing is this. The church sometimes may fail and to say we cannot fail it will be uh, a grand grand deception on our part. The church may fail. The church sometimes has failed. Now, what, what do you think is responsible for the emergence of uh, um, new churches, new ministries, uh, new generation churches, and so on and so forth? Sometimes this can be traceable 
to the failure of some orthodox churches, of those who have become uh, complacent uh, with their spiritual condition. Even, when, even look at Moses for example he went to the mountain to bring the law to God's people um, you know while the uh, law was being given to Moses on the mountain the first and the second commandments were being broken by the people uh, down there Thou shalt have no other God beside me. Thou shalt not have any graven image. These two commandments were being broken while God was giving them to Israel or through Moses on the mountain. And when Moses came down and he saw the commotion how Aaron had led or misled God's people he broke the law the tablets of the law he, he, he wonder today why the law cannot be or in the Old Testament why it became impossible for anybody to fulfill the law fully. Not, no one could keep that law. Why? It was a broken law. Moses himself broke it. Broke the tablets of the law. How could anyone now keep that which has been broken by even the, the giver of the law? So Moses went up, he came down, and the Bible says his eyes, his face was shining, so glorious because God's he had, he had seen God's vision and uh, his face, his countenance could no longer be the same. The says, and Moses used to cover his face using a veil. Because the glory was too enormous. But <laughs> the Old Testament didn't tell us anything about this. But it, in the life of Moses, there was a time when that glory was no longer there. No, the Old Testament didn't say that. Uh, but when we go to the uh, New Testament when Paul was writing the Corinthians he said Moses used to cover his face with the veil because of the glory but 
Paul didn't stop at that. He said, because of the glory that was passing. Or the glory that was fading. That's alright. The Old Testament never tells us that uh, the, never, we are never told in the Old Testament that the glory was fading. But thank God for the light shed uh, on this through the uh, epistle of Paul to the Corinthians. said, because of the glory that was fading. And um, all Moses had to do, I'm saying this now, because of what Paul said, that the glory was fading, all Moses had to do was go back to God for the restoration of that glory. But instead of Moses, you know, this is why the Bible is the Bible. This is why the Bible is a sacred book. You know, the sacredness of a book does not depend uh, in any way on its volume. Okay, otherwise, uh, the Quran will have been more sacred than the Bible because it's what? It's more voluminous. It's more voluminous. But the sacredness of the Bible has to do with uh, truth. Everything that nothing to hide. Nothing nobody that no there's no there's no covering for anybody. That's why we have to talk about the fall of Abraham. Did Abraham fall? Did he? Yes. He went down to Egypt. What do you call that? Is that, the rising? Is that the rising on, the, on his behalf? On his part? Eh? Eh? He, did, he shouldn't have gone to Egypt, but he went there. Abraham Because of what? Famine. Famine. Not, not, nothing to eat. And a demand of faith had to abandon faith. Because you know that faith is not about seeing. Okay? Faith. Is when you don't see and you believe, and the whole promised land, eh? the land of, of Canaan, where Abraham was, the the old promised land. I think the only thing that that land seemed to promise to him was death, because there was famine. So there, all he could see was oh, after this famine is going to be what? Death. And because of that, ah, well, I've got to abandon faith, Yare. Then he went down into Egypt, Egypt. and the Bible says, "Whoa." Unto those who go down into Egypt. Egypt. Abraham fell. Abraham 
o si wa ro pe leyin eyan iku ni o jasi o o fi igbagbole o sokale lo si egypti bibeli so si so pe egbe ni fun awon ti o sokale lo egypti and uh, he took a wife another wife from Egypti, that place and uh, every uh, sound of a uh, gun and bomb in uh, middle east today as a result of what our father did then abraham abraham <laughs> you know some of <laughs> those of us that, that come from a polygamous uh, uh, house um, you know, I, I, um, I remember when a polygamist died some 20 something years ago and uh, I happened to be one of the ministers that will uh, see to the affair of the family uh, different wives, about five wives, and uh, the Baba himself is gone. And uh, you know that when they go like that, uh, there will be some squabbles uh, in the family. I don't even want to hold any meeting. Uh, after we have prayed, some other ministers were there, and uh, come and see arguments. This one will raise his voice. That was it. And uh, one of Mama. Let me, not, let me not mention one prophetess who will say stop, stop arguing stop with I said mama, I will say to mama let them argue, it is normal it is, it is normal let them argue now I said even in the house of Abraham there was this type of uh, argument Abraham had gone to rest uh, he had entered into his rest and reward but the trouble he created while he was alive uh, we are still contending with it and, and that, that's true so that, that's true. That, that is what our father that did. He's, he's gone to heaven. He's in the presence of God now. And, uh, but the, the trouble he created, people are still contending with it till today. Yeah. So, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the sacredness of the, of the Bible because Abraham had his fallen, uh, Moses broke the law, and mention any of those Old Testament uh, saints. Uh, who does not have one thing, uh, some grey area of uh, of their life? Until Ansonipe is shaming more people in his shape, Tito, Tio Duro, Tico Fin, Cocombo, a dark way, the Cocono, Baba, one week, but what you need, he had Contiotikuno. Now, I'm talking about Moses. Monsor, Nipa Mose. The glory was no longer there. And, uh, but Abra, uh, uh, Moses did something. He was feigning, feigning that glory. He feigned it. To him, it's like, what am I going to tell the world? That my face is no longer shining like a before. 
pelu ogo tin sayi kini so fun awon eniyan pe ogo yi o si nbe mo so instead of going back to god ya kaka ki o pada lo si odo olorun the bible says he was to still putting on that veil mose se ngbe ago yen wo lati the people will not know that the glory was no longer there ki awon eniyan ma ba mo pe ogo yi tin diku o zin koja lo this that we have just analyzed moses like we will analyze any bible character either in the old or new testament it's only that we like to talk about abraham isaac jacob moses joshua and so on and so forth and all their fallings and failings and weaknesses but we don't like to analyze our generation our own fathers we don't like to analyze what uh, our, our forebears we don't like to analyze our church our denomination somebody who happened to have access to the diary of one big father in the church in the past he couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe what he saw in that in, what, uh, uh, in that diary. And so we we had to cancel him. We had to cancel him that our father was only human. Why am I saying this? I said, the ark was taken away by the enemy of Israel. And the ark was brought into the house of Dagon. And when the Israelites were not there to defend the ark, the ark fought for itself. Dagon fell before the ark. I said, The church of God may fail, has failed. And in the future, may still fail. And um, uh, I said, why do we have some churches that are springing up? Because God has no, uh, He will tolerate us for some time. But if we are not going to yield, then He may just brush us aside and. Huh? Get a replacement. He will lay his hands upon some other people. Because what I'm saying is that if God's people fail, God Himself cannot fail. fail. See, this is what uh, we keep saying to ourselves that uh, God, ha- there is always time, a time for that. God will 
when you look at the Bible, some 40 years, God will test his people with prosperity. Then, after that, he will test them with adversity and so on and so forth. That's how God uh, works. So, um, we need to look at ourselves as a church. Maybe this is, we're going to the pastor's conference uh, uh, this week. Uh, this, maybe this is, uh, uh, is meant for the ministers. But uh, to say we cannot fail will be a grand delusion on our part. So when the glory of God is departing from us either as individuals or as a corporate uh, body of Christ, we need to go back to him for the restoration of that which is lost and not to keep on feigning his glory, feigning his power, uh, thinking that everything is okay when it is not. And so when the ark, uh, yes, the, when that gun fell before the ark, the, on the, the following day, the worshippers of that gun, they came and they put that gun back on his feet. Because they thought that the, the fall was due to some unaccountable accident. An uh, accident we cannot explain. How, what happened? This has never happened before to uh, idol. Then what they do? Okay, they put it back. Forgetting that uh, they have brought in something that is uh, greater than their gods. That gun, yes. And when they replace it, put it back on its feet, the following day again, that gun was broken into, into pieces. Uh, that there was only the torso. See, the head gone somewhere, the feet gone somewhere, the little arms went somewhere. Uh, it's like Dagon is saying, I submit the headship to the, to the ark. ark. I submit strength. Hmm. I submit everything to the ark. That's alright, the ark, yeah. That's right. Yep. Yep. You know, you know, in the presence of the Lord, you know, the ark symbolizes the presence of the Lord. Uh, where the Lord is present. In the presence of the Lord, there are some there are people who may want to place some dagon, the dagon of untruth, the dagon of falsehood, the dagon of error, the dagon of scheme, the dagon of intrigues, the dagon of politics in the church. 
they want to place all this, the dagon of all I've mentioned and more than that, before the very presence of the Lord. You know, I don't know why, but sometimes I don't like to pray about some things. I don't. Sometimes when there is trouble, I like to eat. I like to sleep. Because when I look at what some people erect, I see nothing in them but Dagon. And then we have the Bible. The one Dagon was well placed in that house of his and what happened to it in the presence of the ark of God it fell why as a Christian or as a minister be afraid of untruth or of falsehood of error of scheme of shenanigans of politics in the church the man of God saw the Lord with a plumb line, a straight line. He holds in his hand the plumb line. The plumb line is straight. It is by the plumb line that buildings are judged. If it uh, inclines inward or outward or if it's perpendicular or whatever, the plumb line decides that. And that's our God. Our God is straight. Our God is straight. Anything that is bent, crooked, has no, they have no place in His presence. So, uh, uh, <laughs> why should a Christian be afraid of the uh, pile of falsehood, pile of uh, um, schemes or politics against him. Anywhere, whether where you walk or where you live or in the church or whatever. Why should we be afraid of that which is untrue, that which is false, that which is not straight? Some, some prayer meetings are not straight. They can affect me. Some meetings are not straight. I'm not afraid of that. Well, I don't, but we Christians, we like to run here and there where you hear somebody is doing something about you or against you. you, 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 you sleepless nights. Uh, that's, that should not be uh, your concern. 
any dragon before the power of God, the presence of God, must do what? Must fall. Kini dire ti omo Olorun fi ni lati ma beru nigbati o ni Olorun ko si dagoni ti o le duro niwaju Olorun That's it. You know, you know that Dagon did not fall before the coming of the ark. But immediately Dagon was in contact with the ark, it fell. You know, Dagon of this world might stand erect uh, in the presence of his own people. When those who do obeisance to him, when they are holding their own meeting, when they are, because this is Dagon and his worshippers. This is Dagon and his men and women. So, yes, he will, he will still do what? Stand erect. Okay? They will be doing obeisance to him, eh? homage to him, but immediately, that which is true and powerful and strong, that which is the Lord comes. That's the end of Dagon. So, all we need do as Christians is to be men and women of truth, of righteousness, of that which is just. And that uh, uh, which is of good report, then we should not be afraid of the mountain and the hills and piles of lies that stand erect on their own. Immediately they come in contact with the people of truth, and with the truth itself, they will fall. The Bible says, even the hills, they melt like what? Wax. Move on your down. Huh? You don't know the Bible. The hills melt like a wax. That's it. In the presence of the Lord. I like that song. Our God reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the people be glad. Mm. A far goes before him and burn up us his enemies. The hill met like a wax at the presence of the Lord. In the presence of our own ark, which is the power of God and the presence of God, all things that are not of his will met like what? what? They, although they may be as tall and high as hill and mountain, we are assured that they will fall. This morning, that's one more thing we can learn from the two sides of the ark. What are you facing? What is it that you encounter? Yes, humanly speaking, when we have a pile and mountain of lies before us, uh, we uh, naturally, we, we, it's, about, it's about our nature. We want to be afraid of people and of things. But 
But we know that every effort of the worshippers of Dagon to replace it only results into the total damage of Dagon. Yes, we need to pray. We may fast. We may do vigil. But the most important thing is to have with us the very presence of God. There are things we take care of. Remember, Israel didn't fast. They, they have even failed. As a, as a man or woman of God, you may fail. But that doesn't mean that his presence will not be with you. And even in their failure, God proved himself mighty. Even when you fail, it's with you. Behold, I am with you to the very end of the earth. So what is that thing before you today? The presence of the Lord will take care of that. He will fight your battle. That gun will fall before you. And you'll be victorious. Shall we rise for prayer? No, by the grace of God, maybe two more Sundays. No, not, not... I mean, any time I have the uh, opportunity of standing before you now, we will still be talking about these two sides of the ark. So we're going to pray this morning and tell the Lord every dagon of lies, every dagon of evil power every dagon of scheme of this world of Satan and his cohorts against me I command them to fall down in the presence of my God today let us turn into prayer shall we Father, in the name of Jesus, every dagon of lies, of intrigues, of the machinations of men, of Satan against me and my life and my family, fall in the presence of the living God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, it's been quite a while now that we've been considering the topic, the two sides of the ark. And uh, we've been away for some four Sundays. And I've told you that anytime I have the uh, time, privilege, opportunity to stand before you here, I will be talking about this uh, topic. So we continue um, our consideration of the topic, the two sides of the ark. We've seen what the ark represented to the people of Israel. 
which is the very uh, the presence of God when the ark is with them it represented to them the very presence of God in the midst of his people and, um, the last time we talked about how the ark was brought to the house of Dagon the chief um, idol of the Philistines and, um, we want to look again at um, the journey of the ark. Uh, from one city of the Philistines to another. Don't forget what the ark uh, had done for them as uh, God's people. Remember, we talked about uh, the falling of the walls of Jericho. And um, how it was uh, the same ark that um, before it, the chief idol of the Philistines we're talking about, Dagon, fell. How the ark. Uh, its presence brought about victory to the people of God. And disaster to their enemies. But after the fall of Dagon in the presence of the ark, uh, the Philistines decided that uh, we should return this thing. It's a uh, kind of trouble uh, to us. The Bible says in First um, Samuel 5 verse 6 that but the hand of the Lord was heavy on the people of Ashdod and he ravaged them and struck them with tumors both Ashdod and his territory. Ni Samuel and um, yes, the ark was now transported from Ashdod, a city of the Philistines, to another city called Ekron in verse 10. It says, therefore they sent the ark of God to Ekron. So it was so it was as the ark of God came to Ekron that the Ekronites cried out saying they have brought the ark of the of the God of Israel to us to kill us and our people. Wangbe akoti olonu Israeli to miwa lati pawa 
In Ashdod, it gave the Philistines two months. In Ashdod, it was a deadly destruction. Yes, and um, then the Philistines decided that enough, enough of this. We just have to return this uh, ark to uh, its um, place among the Israelites. And so in chapter 6 um, of the book of First uh, Samuel, we see the um, homeward journey of the ark. Uh, in verse 13, it says, not the people of Beth Shemesh. Uh, that was when the Philistines decided to return the ark uh, to the Israelites. The first uh, part of call uh, was Beth Shemesh. Uh, the Bible says in verse 13 that now the people of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley and they lifted their eyes and saw the ark and rejoiced to see it. But in verse 19, the Bible says, Then he struck the men of Beth Shemesh because they had looked into the ark of the Lord. He struck 50,070 men of the people, and the people lamented because the Lord had struck the people with a great slaughter. In Ashdod, the city of the Philistines, it was two more. In Necron, it was a deadly destruction. But now that the same ark is being brought back home, uh, the Israelites themselves, who are familiar uh, with the ark, the ark that was meant uh, to represent the very presence of God amongst them, the Bible says, killed them. Now, there's something I want to clear here. Uh, is there any mistake in the Bible? No. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to make this clear. The Bible says, in Beth Shemesh, because the people they pried into the ark, they looked at the content of the ark. The Bible says God struck them, and 50,070 men of the people died. Now, 
I, I need to be careful what I say so that I'm not misunderstood any, any, uh, anyhow. Um, you know, there is no mistake in the word of God. But sometimes in the process of compilation of the books of the Bible, and you know that God made use of men to record some things, to write some things. So there could be, um, you know, because you have to do the typing and the printing and everything like that. So there could be a kind of human error in some uh, recording. That's why we have um, some scholars who have taken time to look uh, at certain things. But as far as the word of God itself is concerned, there is no error. Ko si asise kankan ninu oro Olorun sugbon mo fe pe akiyesi wa si pe ni ilakaka awon eniyan lati se akojopo awon oro yi ati lati tumo re lati ede kan si ikeji awon o sese ki awon asise kan wa ninu ise owo won idire ti a fi ni awon tin tin se agbeyewo awon iru ise bayi tin se imo ijinle lati wo ibi ti oro ti je yo wa ni akoko i will seen how um, some uh, that had been crisis, eruption of war among nations in the past because of the omission of probably a coma or whatever it has resulted in so many disasters and uh, wars in this world. Now, the Bible says 50,070 men. Now, the, uh, Jerusalem is the capital city of Israel. And um, the population of uh, Jerusalem then couldn't have been more than about 70,000. That's right. And so, and um, if the uh, capital city's population was not more than 70,000, there was no way uh, a particular village or a smaller town uh, could have as many as 50,000 men. And wh where you have 50,000 men, uh, the population will be about 250,000. Because you know why? Um, the adult suffrage in Israel is um, what? Huh? What? Before you had regarded as a man in Israel, you must be what, of what age? Huh? What's the adult suffrage in Nigeria? 18. In Israel, it's 20 and above. 20. If you're not up to 20, um, you cannot be regarded as a, eh? An adult. a man. Now, um, and um, wherever you see, <laughs> okay, the Israelites were. 600,000 of them, men, that went out of where? Egypt. Huh? Egypt. Okay. 
where you see 600,000 men who are regarded as men, then those that are of 20 years downward will be more than the 600,000. Is that true or false? What do you think? Okay. And what about the women? Huh? Okay. So that's why we talk about the people that went out of Egypt could not have been less than 3 million. So if we say that 50,000 men died in Beth Shemesh, it will mean the population of Beth Shemesh will be up to what? Eh? Oh my, the church is not responding. Shall we say the grace? Be 250,000. So there is no way, there is no way uh, the death toll uh, could have been up to 50,000. I will tell you what is meant here. Oh, <laughs> ati awon omodemo won ni ilu beshemesh to je eya kan lara israeli won ni ni olu ilu olu ilu israeli tin se jerusalem awon tin gbe nbe oju egberun lona adorin sugbon ti a ba so pe iye awon ti o ku ni beshemesh je egba meedogbon won o so itumo re fun wa laipe now what is meant there is that he struck 50,000 of their flock and 70 men. That's what um, should have been written there. Yeah. Did, you, did you hear me? But that does not justify the claim by other religionists that uh, the Bible is not the word of God. Yes, men who do some recording can make some mistakes, omission, commission. But the word of God remains pure, true, and forever, O Lord, your word is set in heaven. It should have been 50,000 their sheep. And seventy men. Titi aye ni orolo nu kale ni orun. Ti o ni alebu. Shubon bi e ni yon. O she she bi a she so shajukwe ni eko jokpo. Ati e tumo. A won alebu kan le wani nu ishe wa. Shubon e nye o fi e di remule. Kwe orolo nu konshe o tito. And um, the city of Bethshemesh is one of the cities of the Levites. The Levites used to live there. 
lara awon obi ti awon mo lefi ma ngbe seen the ark they were excited but they were probably drunk because there is this law that um, uh, by which you are guided that you cannot just um, do whatever you like with the ark of the lord ni ilube se meji ti awon omo lefi ngbe yi ni riri apoti eri inu won dun ayo won kun sugbon o dai pe o tin pa won tabi won ni ailoye won se igbagbe pe ofin wa pe ko si eni ti o ye ko si apoti eri olorun wo now remember that the philistines returned they returned the ark to them the philistines did not know anything about the law pertaining to how the ark was to be treated remember when the Philistines were returning the ark they put the ark on a new cart a cart okay you know what the cart means there will be two um, oxen pulling the cart. On the cart, they, pay, they place the ark because they didn't know the law of courage. says then the cows headed straight for the road to Beth Shemesh and went along the highway, lowing as they went, and did not turn aside to the right hand or the left. And the lots of the Philistines went after, lost, after them to the border of Beth Shemesh. Now the people of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley, and they lifted their eyes and saw the ark and rejoiced to see it. Okay? The Philistines have brought the ark in the way or. Uh, uh, they understood the way they could they have brought it the way they could do that but, but it's not brought to the city of the levites the israelites tebaka ise kejila ati iketala oni awon abomalu na lo si lotara si ona be shemesi won si nke bi won tin lo ni ona opopo won ko ya si otun tabi si osi awon ijoye philistine tele won lo si agbegbe be shemesi Yes, then verse 15 says, The Levites took down the ark of the Lord and the chest that was with it, in which were the articles of gold, and put them on the large stone. Then the men of Beth Shemesh offered burnt offerings made and uh, made sacrifice to the same day to the Lord. So when the five lords of the Philistines had seen it, they returned to Ekron the same day. <laughs> 
Onye omo lefi si so akpoti oluwa na kale ati akpoti ti o wa pelu re nibiti on ilo wura won ni gbewa won si fi ile ori okuta nla na awon okunrin be se mesi si ru ebo sisun ati ebo si oluwa ni ojo na nigbati awon ijoye filistini marun si ri won tun yi pada lo si ekroni ni ojo kan na okay then god smote them what believers should have done when the ark was returned to them was to cover it. it, it uh, uh, there must be a covering for the ark. It's not something you just behold anyhow. It must be covered. And God judged them. You know, there were things the unbelievers would do and uh, be not incur the wrath of God. But if we Christians will follow after their pattern, the Bible says we should not learn anything from them. We should not pattern our life after that of the unbelievers. You see, to leave the ark without a veil was a kind of negligence. To now peep into the same ark was nothing but sacrilege. It's an abomination. Sacrilege. And the name of their city is what? Beth what? Beth Shemesh meaning the city of the sun or house of the sun S-U-N and there in the house of the sun the sun set for some individuals can we think about that? If our son will not eh, set at noon, there are things we must be careful of. You know, the priest had become so familiar with the ark that they became negligent of some things. It didn't matter to them. We can be too familiar with God that we become contemptuous of him. Ale ti sumo Olorun de bi pe ati beres ni ri Olorun fin 
because of our position because of our usefulness because of our talents and as I repeat it yes the church of God is supposed to be the house of the sun the sun shines on us but if we are not going to cultivate a kind of reverence for God then it too will not be slow at judging us accordingly those people died by the side of the ark. I pray that we may not die by the side of the mercy seat. The reverence the Philistines did not accord the ark. Well, God did not count, them, count that as something to them. But if his own people, especially the priests, will treat the ark the same way that the Philistines will treat it, then God must judge. Olorun o da Philistine lejo nitori pe won se alai mo bi a se nse ibowo fun fun apoti ere Olorun. Sugbon fun Israelite yo ni imo yi um, again, remember that the Philistines brought the ark back to Beth Shemesh on a cart. We're going to see more of this again in the case of uh, um, Uza and Ahio. Another Sunday. But the law of courage when God said to Moses construct the tabernacle make the ark uh, the ark uh, if, if let us assume this is the ark then there, there are four rings a ring here a ring here, a ring here, a ring here. Then you have a kind of a staff, okay, that will go, enter into the ring and come out and enter to this one, the same thing. And so when the ark is to be carried, it should be upon the shoulders of the priest. So four of them, or some of them, okay, one, 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 one. They carry it. It could be heavy, but that is their responsibility as uh, Levites to carry the ark upon their shoulders. But Mary, Mary, 
God never said that to the Philistines. He only told his people that are things God will not require of those who are unbelievers. But he does require them of us. The Philistines, since they didn't know anything about the law of courage, then let's just devise another means by which the ark will be transported to the city of uh, the Israelites. And now that it has come to the city of the Levites, instead of them doing the right thing, they too, they, they, they didn't care, just pried into it, looked into it, and they paid for it. uh, it doesn't matter. Let's just put it down. It's too heavy. It's burdensome. Let's do it the way the unbelievers do it. We'll pay for it. I won't come with Christianity. I need to be be on my own. I go to rock where we go. Can you just suffer? We need be a believer. Because we are talking. I go to far away. I want you to go. I go to be a believer. Now, if you, now, I said if you consider too heavy, too heavy. Too then we, we pay for it, I said. Which one is easier? To, to place the ark on the cart or to place it on the shoulder? Which one do you think is uh, easier? On the card, that's it. There are things we are putting down today as Christians. Be Christian, I want you to come what? Tiang, Eloni. And I uh, want to just uh, shove this aside. It doesn't matter. Uh, after all, the um, unbelievers of this world, that's the way they do it, and so we can follow suit. And there are new cards, new cards that the world is introducing to us today in the church. Because, because we want to be modern. We want to be social. The Bible says, Woe unto you when everybody speaks well of you. So we are uh, in between all these today, what 
the Lord says and what the world says. The world will keep on introducing to us some new cards. They will say, come on, that's too, that's too heavy, that's too harsh, that's too burdensome. Why don't you just place it on this huh? cards? It is easy. Whereas Christianity is not easy. That, uh, the Lazarus brothers, they wrote that song or they, uh, received, they released that album in the 70s. It's not an easy road. We are traveling to heaven. The road is not what? Easy. easy. If anybody says to you it is easy, they are just deceiving us. Our land, the new cards can come in form of anything. But let's not forget that uh, the, the, the card belongs to the Philistines. Ours is to be carried upon the shoulder. It may be painful. It may be hurting. It may not be easy. But in that is our life. In that is our safety. And security. Once again, I pray that beside the ark, may we not die. We continue some other times. Shall we rise for prayer? Uh, we're going to pray and rebuke every spirit of irreverence. Irreverence for things for the things of God. We rebuke it. And we say, Lord. You know, it is said when when we in the Lord's prayer. Shall we recite it now? Yes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. That is it. That is it. But we are too familiar with him that uh, we do not reverence him. Let us say, Lord, in my life, in your church, we rebuke the spirit of irreverence. Let us reverence your name, your presence, so that we live. Shall we turn into prayer? Our Father, we rebuke every spirit of irreverence in our lives, in our homes, in your church, in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you. You are Father, you are God, our Redeemer, our Savior. You are everything to us. 
Lord, we appreciate you, and for all you have done for us, we say thank you. Once again, Lord, we pray that you will illuminate our hearts and let the light of the word come into every dark chamber of our heart to the glory of your name. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, we want to uh, continue uh, in our consideration of the topic, the two sides of the ark. And uh, we read from the book of Second Samuel, chapter six. Aoka lati iwe Samuel ikeji ori kefa. I read from verse six. Lati se kefa. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his error, and he died there by the ark of God. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah, and he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David. But David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Ni gbati won si de ibi ipaka nakoni Usa si na owo ore si apoti ere Olorun o si de mu nitori ti maalu kose ibinu oluwa se ru si Usa Olorun si pa nibe nitori isise re nibe ni o si ku ni eba apoti ere Olorun inu Dafidi si baje nitori ti oluwa ge Usa kuro O si pe oruko ibe na ni Peresi Usa titi o fi di oniye Dafidi si beru Oluwa ni ijo na o si wi pe apoti ere Oluwa yo ti se tomiwa Dafidi ko si fe mu apoti ere Oluwa sodo re si ilu Dafidi sugbon Dafidi si mu ya si ile Obedi Edomu Aragati apoti ere Oluwa si gbe ni ile Obedi Edomu Aragati ni Oshumeta Yes, we have been tracing the journey uh, of the Ark of the Lord uh, for some time now. And, um, we see that after the Ark had um, come to the Philistines and had uh, dead, um, dealt a deadly blow uh, on them, the ark was returned to the house of uh, Abinadab, uh, the priest. Ari, 
wa si odo awon Philistine ta won ara Philistine gbe apote eri sodo ara won ton si ti ri awon iponju won da apote eri ipada se ile Israeli se ile Abinadab we can see that in um, first Samuel chapter 7 ale eri eyi ni Samuel kini ori ikeje verses 1 and 2 then the men of Kijajearim came and took the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab on the hill and consecrated Eliza his son to keep the ark of the Lord awon okunrin kijat jearimu wa won gbe apoti oluwa na won si mu wa si ile Abinadab ti o wa lori oke won si ya Eliasari omo re si mimo lati ma toju apoti oluwa um that was after the um incident at Beth Shemesh um you know how some of them died their cattle died and um that was after the ark had traversed the uh, streets of the um Palestinians um killing people in Ashdod and in Ekron um giving them death and tumor ebi ti akayi ni isele ti o sele leyin ohun ti aka ni ori kefa bi apoti eri se wa si ile israeli ni beth shemeshi sugbon yi o sele lai fi yesi awon ti oju ara palestine ri pelu apoti eri olorun nigbati o de ilu won ni ashdodi ekroni askeloni ati awon bikankan ton ti ri iponju nitori pe won gbe apoti eri oluwa sodo and even death then the same ark that gave death destruction disease to some people among the philistines now is returned to the house of abinadab and it stayed there for 20 years apoti ari kan na to mu iku iparun ati iponju ba awon eya kan ni agbe wa si ile abinadabu no death no disease uh, nothing terrible happened to abinadab for 20 years and now after 20 years the ark uh, is now being transported into the city of david eri pe leyin ogun odun ti apoti eri ti gbe ni ile abinadabu won wa gba lero lati gbe wa si ilo dafidi let's say this um you know some people are treated the ark with contempt um with neglect or negligence um with sacrilege that's their attitude towards the ark but God, you know the same ark now went to the house of abinadab for 20 years that tells us that uh, there will always be people all over the world uh, whom god can trust eri pe awon kan fi ojudi apoti eri oluwa won huwa ebola fun won si ri dojuko sugbon apoti eri kan na yi gbe ni ile abinadab fun ogun odun eyi fi awon wa 
God will never ever uh, be in want of people who are fit for his work. I'm fit. So whatever we do for the Lord, um, whatever it is that we do for Him, if we are contemptuous of God, if we will not reverence God as we ought, um, God is God. He has uh, preserved people, some people all over the place, all over the world, uh, who are going to be fit if we get disqualified for whatever reason. God will never ever be in want of those who will be fit, who will reverence him, who will honor him, who will do the work for him wholeheartedly. Uh, without uh, any form or trace of content for God. If the people at Beth Shemesh, remember they two are Israelites. Uh, the city of Beth Shemesh, we have said that uh, three weeks ago, that uh, it was a city of the priests. Uh, the Levites used to live there. Uh, there are about 48 uh, cities of the Levites. Uh, that these cities are spread all over the country, given to the priests alone to live uh, in there. In there. I want a lubi meji dila daughter near Yasoto, Fuan Lufa, near Lestreli. Beshemeshi Jay Conno, a man will be or semeta as of what way a lubet shemeshi and one alufa, Israeli, Ning Benibe. But uh, we said it earlier that um, when they received the ark, they peeped into it and they had to pay. Uh, the price for their wrongdoing. And now the ark is now taken to the house of Abinadab who will take care of the ark. That's why we said that when we handle the things of God carelessly, contemptuously, sacrilegiously, uh, God will simply take that which he has committed unto us and give it to those who know how to honor his name. I want to be shame she yoju wo akuti eri olonu. Once she a yesi, onri idoju kwati ikpano. Shugon eniti agbewasi ilere abinadabu tio bo wafun olonu wakpelure. Ofi onwakpe ti awa ti anche she olonu ti angu elomimo ti abashi a yesi ti afojudi. It could be, could be ladies, could be women, could be sisters, 
And this applies to everything and to everyone. Could be to individuals and to church as a corporate body, a denomination, a ministry. If we are too contemptuous of God, the Lord will just take that which he has committed unto us, snatch it away from us, from our hands, and give it to others. It is not in vain that we recite uh, what has come to be known as the Lord's Prayer. Although our Lord Jesus didn't ask us to recite it, He just gave that to us as a model uh, for prayer. This is how to pray. When When you come to pray, know that you are coming to God, your Father. You see, relate to Him as your Father. Uh, the relationship we have uh, between us and God is not that of uh, master and slave. It's that of the master and son, master, I mean, uh, father and son, father and daughter. When you come to pray before God, say unto Him, Our Father, who art in heaven, is in heaven. And he sees us, he's the omniscient one, he knows everything about us, but come to him reverently as your father. Don't be afraid. Uh, unlike some religionists will tell you that uh, uh, they are slaves and uh, God is their master. No, our relationship be- between, uh, the relationship between us and God is far beyond that. We are his children. Come to him as father. And uh, you must know how to honor him. Hallowed be your name. But if we will not reverence him, then, or reverence that which he has given to us, he will not reverence his act, his presence with us. You know, you see, we tell even our pastors this. Uh, we have um, sent out some directives telling them how to behave, especially when we are in the church, the time we pray, um, during prayer time in the church, you see even ministers um, talking, um, doing some other things, not paying attention, not serious. And we are in the presence of God. We cannot be in the presence of any dignitary of this world and uh, not behave ourselves. We will control ourselves. And so we need to practice the presence of God. It's one subject I did in 1978 uh, while we were overseas. Uh, my, my teacher was Reverend Achibidur. It's a whole subject how to practice the presence of God. And you will see that um, 
these days in the church, even among ministers, we are not serious. We, you know, when we are always in the presence of God, no doubt, we are always in His presence. But when we come to church, or we go to pray anywhere, we are in His presence in a special way. Everyone is always in His presence. Some people will say, they were, you are long at Whether you say that or not, we are always in, in His way. Eh? In his presence. That's the very beginning of a lie. When you say, no, you alone So you don't have to tell me that to uh, make me believe you. But, you know, we are always in his presence, but whenever we come to church, we are in his presence in a special way. I know, uh, uh, by the grace of God, when we were overseas, we come to church like this on Sunday. You come kneel down, pray. After you have prayed, you say hello to people, you shake hands, you exchange pleasantries and some banters and so on and so forth. But as soon as the um, service leader, the leader, there is always a leader every Sunday that will conduct every aspect of the service. He will be the one to um, call the hymn, um, direct everything, do the announcement, and so on and so forth. But by the time it's 11 o'clock, on the dot of 11, when the meeting or service is about to start, the um, service leader will come. So, good morning, church. Good morning, everyone. Now we are starting our service by, my goodness, immediately. You see, those who have been shaking hands, exchanging pleasantries, cracking jokes, they will not be serious. Because why? We are now entering into the presence of God in a what? Special way. And so we need to reverence uh, Him. It's not the time to be doing some other things. Awa bi Christian ya ke imbo wa funru kolua. Awa alufa agan anila tiran shesi wakwe tebati wani wajo lua. Oni bati huwa. Mba mwa ele eko. Oni eko kanti akweni bi ashe nko lati wani wajo lua. Lo uto bobo wa wajo lua ni awa. Boya asobe, aba asobe. Shumoni bati aba wala ti josi. Awa ni wajo lua. Ni ono tiyo shekwataki. Ni ono tiyo yato. Mba mo wa nle iwe, tabati lo josin ni ojo isi mi bayi. Kato bere isi, eri itan wanyo bati wole, tanti lo badrua. Mo dide ma lo kira won, oma jay wakwe luara won, oma soro. Shubon lo ganti anything dari isi. Tori ibiti atin josin ni bayi, ani anything dari isi. To bati wasi wajubayi, toni awo bere isi yi, eri kwe onikalu kuyo kwa da siya yere. Mo osi para won mo, ni bibo wa fun olorun tori pe awa ni waju olorun ni ona ti o se pataki now the presence of god represented by that ark uh, was in the house of abinadab 20 years what the inhabitants of beth shemesh could not do abinadab did and for 20 years the ark was in his house Eri pe iwala ye Olorun ti apoti erise apejuwe re o wa ni ile abinadabu fun ogun odun ohun ti awon alufa ni ilu be shemeshi o le se lati pa 
akoti eri mu oluamo abinadabu se akoti eri si wa nle re fun ogun odun if we desire the presence of god in our life in our family for a very long time to come we need to learn how to reverence him ti a ba npo ngbe iwa laaye olorun fun igba ti o pe gan ni aye wa ani lati ko bi a se nbowo fun and after that after these 20 years you know the ark must return to the city of david jerusalem leyin ogun odun yi eyin na mo pe kosi bi o se pe to apoti eri ni lati pada si ibujoko re ni ilu david ti apo ni jerusalem we told that david gathered 30000 men uh, for that uh, celebration aka wi pe david se ko awon okunrin ogo egberun lona ogbon jo fun ayeye yi and they brought the ark from the house of abinadab won si gbe apoti eri lati ile abinadab wa and uh, to return it to jerusalem lati da pada si jerusalem and then you know we have said it earlier that the law of courage when it comes to the ark is that it should, be, it, should it, must, it must be born on the shoulders of the priest ati so fun wa saju pe ofin ti o romo gbigbe apoti eri ni pe to ba gbe ani lati gbe si ejika awon alufa ni but the philistines when they were returning the ark because of the uh, experience what they experienced because of the death and disease the bible says they put the ark on a cart okay driven or pulled by the horse or two oxen then the then the cart then the ark on it which was never commanded by god aka saju pe awon ara philistine leyin idojuko ati ajalu ti o jalu won nipase apoti eri oluwa ni dida pada si israeli won gbe ka keke ti malu meji nfa looto won omo bo nse se itoju apoti eri won si mo nti olorun palase ni ofin gbegbe apoti eri and um, the priest Uza and Ahio the two of them that were assigned the responsibility of taking the ark to Jerusalem they learned the way of the Philistines the way of the Gentiles and that's why the bible says do not learn the way of the Gentiles if you want things to be well with you don't do things the way the, the world does uh, uh, its own things be different and uh, we said it at, uh, the other time that that which was to be born on the shoulder they considered it too heavy let us just put it on this cart and uh, off up uh, up to jerusalem we go sugar eri pe beti akaloni usa ati ahio ti won je alufa won wa nse awoko se bi awon ara philistine se gbe apoti eri oluwa awon na gbe ka keke at kilo fun wa pe ka ma se ko bi aye se nse lati sin olorun and we are told that the ark placed on the um cart something happened when the uh horse stumbled 
the oxen stumbled, then the ark shook, and uh, Uzzah, in his zeal, to see that the ark does not fall, placed his hand on it, and God struck him dead. Now, you want to say what is bad in uh, uh, Uzzah doing that? The oxen stumbled. Ah, let, let it not fall. Let me place my hand in it. But it, must, it mustn't be touched. You don't touch it. You know, there are things that will happen in our days, in our generation, that you think that the gospel of the Lord will fall. You think that the gospel of Christ will fail. You think that an end has come to the gospel and that uh, it will need the support of men and women. It will need the support of modernism, the support of um, social uh, uh, endorsement, and some other things. Like that. Let us add this, let's add that. In our zeal to see that the gospel does not uh, uh, fall uh, anyhow, let us introduce this and that to support the gospel. This is the, this is the, the pure and the simple lesson uh, in the case and um, example of Uza is what we see here. Ale ma bere pe ki ki gan lo wa buru ninu ti o sa se se bi apoti ere fe subu ni o wo pe ko ma ba subu lo se gbo wole sugbon e ma ja gba pe a ki n da wole apoti ere oluwa ni aye ti awaye o se se fun lati ma woye pe bi aye se n lo ninu olaju re ati ni awon atako ti o dite si inrere Kristi ke ru ma ba pe o ma se se ki inrere parun tabi ki oro olorun o jabo ki a fe wa ma dogbon si lati wa wo ko se aye lati gbe inrere ro eyi obojumu the presence of god is able and capable of fighting uh, for itself iwa la aye olorun ni agbara o si kun ojo osun lati duro fun ara re lati ti gbe ijara re let me say this one example of um, how we feel we can uh, stabilize the ark of God. Is the introduction of anything and everything that goes on in the world. We introduce it into the church. Um, I know this is uh, this may be considered as uh, um, old time something. Yeah. But this is what the Bible teaches. Especially, you know, we the young ones, we need to be very careful these days. Introducing just anything 
anything that we see in the world into the church. Let me give an example. Let's take our music, for example. I remember years back there was uh, the introduction of uh, what was then called um, Christian rock and roll music. Rock and roll, ti onibagbo. That's all right. You know, uh, rock and roll is a slang among the Americans and the Europeans for romance and sex. Rock and roll, je eno, ti awon ara America man lo, fui balopo, ati awon ti okuni ati obiriman shekwapo. It's a slang. Eno ni. And if indeed. Rock and roll simply means romance and sex. What, what's the meaning? What will Christian rock and roll now mean? rock and roll. Simply interpreted to be Christian. Huh? Sex and romance. Huh? Romance and sex. <laughs> that's that that's rubbish. I mean, other things like that. So that will um, uh, be tantamount to what the priest did then Uza and Ahayo let's place this ark of God on the cart uh, following the example of the Philistines so let's be let's be let's watch it. You see, let's watch it. Uh, our slang um, and and uh, some other things that uh, we want to copy uh, from the world. Um, I was at Elisha some years back and um, it was the time uh, when this saying was popular uh, among the politicians, and in the church, I mean, the, the lady that took the microphone said, "Hallelujah, Joe." Where, where do you get that from? You see, can, can't can't be original. Can't Christian be original for 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 once? Huh? Hallelujah, 
And when these two died, oh no, it was Uzzah that died. He touched the ark and he died. And uh, David became angry. Now the question is this. Why was it that the same ark that stayed in the house of uh, Abinadab for 20 years had to kill Uzzah? The same ark. And because of that, David said, No, the ark of the Lord will not come to my house. One won't come to my city. Let it go to the house of uh, Obed Edom. And the Bible says, The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed Edom, the Gittite, three months. And uh, nothing evil happened to Obed Edom. And um, considering all these incidents, it is clearly demonstrated that um, there are two sides of the ark, whether we like it or not, two sides of the ark. Life on one side, death on the other, health on this side, disease on the other side. Victory one side, defeat on the other side. Now um, the question is why? It is not the ark per se that does all that, but it has to do with um, whoever that comes in contact with the ark. Be careful what you do or who you are when you are in contact with the ark. That's the key. But it's not just the presence of God uh, that uh, does this or that, but uh, it, it has to do with uh, you who are in the presence of God, if the presence of God will mean life or death, blessing or curse, um, health or disease, success or failure, defeat or victory, it depends on you, on you who are come in contact with that presence of God. Before I pray, or we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Life will be solemn or otherwise. May it be solemn or awful 
o le jasi alafia tabi kikoro sad or glad o le je si ayo tabi si ibanuje not according to life itself kin se gege bi igbe aye fun ara re but according to how you receive life sugbon gege bi iwo fun ara re se gba aye there is nothing in life that could be relied upon as being only good or only bad ko si on kan laye ti a le gbekele pe o ja si rere gan patapata tabi buburu patapata and by the grace of god that's what when we to bring about uh, bring this uh, topic to a conclusion you will see few things that we are going to mention it is not a life don't say what type of life is this ask yourself what type of person am, am i ni mimu eko iwa si opin a o ma menu ba awon kan kan ti o siwa ni si awon kan kan sugbon on ti oni lati ma bere ni pe kini kin se kini igbe aye fun ara re sugbon iru eniyan wo ni emi gan gan je who am i tani mo je so it's not just about life ki kan se ni pa igbe aye because the same life that you may be complaining of uh others will say yes thank god for this life nitori aye ti wo fun ara re n paruwo nipa re pe ko da ko dara ni elomiran dupe lo olorun fun pe oluwa o ma se o fun iru igbe aye ti o fun mi lati gbe yi and next time by the grace of god i will endeavor to bring this to a close and we want to consider maybe one two three four things that we need to look at um, and that will reduce to, to some um bears minimum uh, complain about life and other experiences of life it is not those things per se but you and how you receive them that determines whether this will be good or bad lagbara olorun nigba ti a o ba mu eko iwa si idanuduro ma menu ba awon kan bi meta merin ti o ran wa lo lati ye ma pariwo tabi ye ma kigbegbe ebe aye o dara yo ro wa lorun lati wo pe kin se aye fun ara re o sugbon ti mo je ati on ti mo nse shawaras for prayer eja dide dro fun adura you pray eja ka gba adura lord oluwa change me yi mi pada open my eyes si mi loju when when you are changed you are transformed your eyes are opened then you begin to see what others see as evil you see as good nigba ti aba si oloju ti aye opada ohun ti elomiran ri ni bi o ma ri ni rere you be able to say for i know that all things work together for good all things all things he didn't say all good things but all what all things all things good or bad, bad will work for what for my good, good. that is it nigba yan lo to le so pe emi mo pe ohun gbogbo ni sise po fun ire fun mi kin se ohun rere gbogbo sugbon ohun gbogbo yala rere tabi buburu ni won papo sise fun ire emi the yorubas will say ariru eleiri that's it so kini awon yoruba yo so pe if you say you've not seen such thing as this 
You are only trying to frighten whoever is concerned. It depends on you. That's why you say, Lord, change me. Transform me. Open my eyes. Shall we turn it to prayer? Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word. Lord, I ask that you change me. Open my eyes. In the name of Jesus. Your word has come to me. Let it change me in the mighty name of Jesus. One who is ever new. Being a help in ages past. And I hope for years to come. We thank you for every blessing we have received from you. From the very first day of this year. Till today that we are saying goodbye to year 2023. For all the mercies, for all the grace, for all the blessings received from you, we say thank you. Father Lord, accept our thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. We ask, O Lord, that the blessings we have received from you will not take for granted that we will always count our blessing and give you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Good morning, everyone. And we thank God who has brought us this far. To him alone be all the glory. Um, we still want to continue with uh, the topic we've been uh, considering for some time now. And that is the two sides of the ark. Um, Second Samuel chapter six. Samuel kejori kefa. I read few verses. Second Samuel chapter six. I read from verse one. Just few verses. Wokalati yese kini Samuel keji ori kefa. And again, David gathered all the choice men of Israel, thirty thousand. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Bali, Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God. And verse 3, so they set the ark of God on a new cart. Um, we read further. Uh, Verse 5, Then David and all the house of Israel played music before the Lord. And um, verse 6, And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took out of it for the oxen stumbled. Verse 7, Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah and God struck him there. For his error 
and he died there by the ark of God. Verse 10, so David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David, but David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. And verse 11, the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his house. All this we have um, looked into uh, in the past. And, um, from what we have known, what we have read, what we have considered, we have come to the conclusion that um, the ark of God, which symbolized the very presence of God in the midst of his people Israel, had two sides to it. We have seen how uh, it gave life to some and death unto others. How um, it was a cause to some people, but to a particular man called Obed Edom, that same act that uh, gave cause to some people, gave him nothing but a blessing. And that tells us very clearly that uh, the act does more than one thing. There are two sides to it. It was a dread, a kind of dread or terror um, to David when Uzzah was struck dead uh, and he died. Yes, God struck him, he died. Um, David said, no, 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 this ark can't come to my house. The same thing that um, David dreaded was taken to the house of a man called Obededom for three months, and the Bible says he became tremendously blessed. The same ark that uh, gave two more uh, disease and um, all affliction to some Philistines when they saw it gave blessing to Obededom. And the question is why? Why? Why, why should the ark give life to some, death to others, health to some, disease to others, cost to some, blessing to some. Why? Why? 
omo ibukun ba awon elomiran o ja si ohun eru fun awon kan omo ayoba awon elomiran ki wa ni idi re um the answer is not far fetched ah o le rin jina ka to ri down si ibere wa it simply tells us that um it is not the presence of the ark uh per se that matters but according to the manner of its reception how do you receive the ark uh when you see it when you come in contact with it when you encounter the ark what's the manner of reception onti o fi han gbangba ni pe ki wa se apoti eri gan sugbon bawo ni a se lo ba ihawo ni akosi owowo ni abu fun so it's not the ark apoti such apoti eri gan koko ni about it depends on the person who comes in contact with that ark sugbon o dale iru eni ti o wa ni idapo pelu apoti eri now we won't be able to finish today we are going to see going to see some other things about this in the new year uh, by god's grace ale ma le pari a o ni le pari eko wa lori apoti eri loni out matters wa juni odun titun lati ma se asaro now but as we a bit farewell to year 2023 today by the grace of god sugbon bi a se nki odun 2023 pe o ti gbo se pelu ori ofe olorun and we have been ushered into yet another year a year a brand new year a year that we have never seen before uh and it lies ahead of us ti e a o si wonu odun titun ti a o ti riri ti a o si ti ilori ni waju wa i want to start by saying uh or, or making a kind of comparison between that ark and life itself mo fe bere nipa sise apejuwe laarin apoti eri ati iye fun ara re igbe aye igbe aye fun ara re so life will be solemn or awful igbe aye o le je ohun ti o rorun tabi ohun ti o mu iniradani life will be sad or glad igbe aye le mu ibanuje wa tabi ayo year 2024 we are looking at which in the next few hours we shall be entering into uh will either be awful or solemn odun 2024 ti awon olo kan yi a o le ja si ayo tabi ohun ti o koro tabi ohun ti o dun o le ja si wahala tabi irorun not according to life not according to year 2024 ke wa se nitori odun 2024 but according to how we receive we take life according to the way we accept life and the year ahead of us sugbon yo dale iha ti a ba ko si odun ti a fe wonu re yi ati bi a se gba so there is nothing in life in itself that can be relied upon as doing only one thing a o le gbara le igbe aye pe bayi gan ni o gbodo ma ri lo yeah nothing nothing in life ko si on kon to mu itani loju ba ko si nkan kan ninu igbe aye that can be relied upon as well it's going to be good only or bad only it depends on you 
as an individual. There are innumerable people here on earth who consider life as not worth living. And that's why they go on to commit suicide. We just you say, I'm a serious person, a very serious person when it comes to the things of God. So when I sing, I, I don't lose my head when I sing. When I pray, I'm conscious of some things. When I deliver the message, message of God, I'm serious about it. You know, we sang a hymn, one of the hymns we have um, sung this, uh, this morning. It's about counting your blessing. You see, every word matters uh, in that hymn book and um, in the Bible. And when we come to church, uh, everything we do matters. Count your blessing. Name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. He didn't say, count your losses. There are people in life who will count only their losses. They will never think of any blessing received uh, from God. It's all about the minors of life. It's all about the negatives of life. It's all about the lows of life. What about the highs? What about the pluses? What about the multiplications that were received from Him? See, and I've always said it. There is no way you want to count everything and there will be no minus. There is no way you want to count one, two, three. There will be some minuses of life. And that's why we said life will be glad or otherwise. Awful, solemn, happy, not happy. It depends not on life itself. But it depends on you as an individual. How do you take life? It's not the ark uh, that can... You can't blame the ark for doing those things, but, but it's, it depends on the recipient of the uh, ark. Anybody who receives the ark, anybody who comes in contact with the ark. So the same thing applies to life. How will life be in 2024? It depends on you, it depends on me as individuals. Oni opolopo idi lati dupe lo Olorun fun ko si si be a se le se isiro ti oni si afikun ati ayo kuro bi igbe aye se ri ni e nitori na odun ti a fe wo yi ire re tabi ibi re ko dale odun fun rara re sugbon iha ti a ba ko si ati bi a ba se fe lo aye wa ni odun na so sometimes when people sing um it's not just the melody that matters to me, but the message of the song. This morning, I've heard over the microphone or speaker 
um, song emanating from a nearby church, singing the old chorus that we are used to. I mean, we were singing it in those days, and we still think it's good. But do we sing biblically? Let me say this. Let me sing that song. I know you love it, and you want to say what's wrong in that. Okay? Every other sentence is biblical. But when you say, It's melodious. It's good. It's been with us for years. But Christians, when a Christian dies, what happens to him or her? Huh? It's not that you see, like, don't agree with me. I don't want you to agree with me at all. But, and, and I'm not going to agree with you either. The song says, Thank you, Jesus, for keeping us alive. Many have died and they have been covered by the dust. Every other word of that song is biblical, but I want to ask when a Christian dies, does it go down to the dust? Where does it go to? And yet, on Sunday, we'll come and say, Death is vanquished. What a contrast. What a, or, or, it is, that's self-contradictory, isn't it? Okay? If death is vanquished, if we say, Death, where is your victory? Grave, where is where's your victory? At death, where is your sting? And you see, you see, consider some people who go to be with the Lord, describing them as a, a, being covered. What do they call lebo? Is that the Christian? Yepe. Is that the Christian? The Christian has gone home. But so, and, and sometimes, you know, when in the time of bereavement, and some other. Um, negative experience of life like that how do we how do we take it as, as christians don't we have among christians who are bereaved or been bereaved this year how will we take things like that when they come to us count your blessing that's what you see don't don't dwell on these negative uh, uh, things of life and i've always said when you want to praise god praise god straightforwardly make no reference to some people you will never hear from me that I want come at not far. Me still are lost. Me too. Kilo kwen. Do pay for long. Do pay low long directly. Make no reference to any other person. I do pay for our life. Thank God for life. Thank God for health. Make no reference to those who are in hospital. When those who are in hospital, when they listen to you, they, that kind of message or your service may be aired on the radio or television. How do you want them to feel? When they, th- when they hear things like that coming from the church, when the Bible says, Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. We are just being too forgetful, too emotional. Sometimes, immature. 
when we say we are praising God, you can praise your God without making reference that will bring about sadness, that will create a kind of a, 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 a negative effect on others who are listening to you. Ole, you lie by Elomiran in Nuja, to Baven, you alone, Tara. Mama, I think, Conconcon, to your by Elomiran, Nuja. <laughs> you disagree with me? All right. So, what I'm saying is, you know, life, whatever it is, whatever it brings, uh, will be good or bad. Sweet or sour, depending not on life itself, but on you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, by the grace of God, we shall be speaking on um, a Bible character in the New Testament, maybe in the course of the New Year, later on, and uh, this we are going to explain further on how not to be even when you are when you are joyous you must not be overjoyous when you are sad you must not be overly sad that it will bring about a kind of uh, uh, negative effect on others around you that's what the Bible says let your moderation be known unto all the Lord is at hand be moderate be moderate uh, uh, it's only the drunkard uh, who do things excessively, okay? But be moderate. You 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 do your uh, housewarming. Do it moderately. You do your uh, naming ceremony moderately. Your father, your mother died. You want to bury them. Do it moderately, okay? That's how. These are not my words. The says, "Let your moderation, your magnanimity." Let it be known unto all. Why? Because the Lord is at hand. He's just behind the door. Okay? I mean, if you are sad, do it moderately. We are, we are bound to uh, 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 show emotion. Either joyously or otherwise. But do it how? Moderately. moderately. Not in a way that will drive people further away from the kingdom of, of God. Now, let's take the question of or the uh, uh, subject of money. Money, for example. The ark. Okay? To some people, it is life. To some others, it is death. To some people, it is um, uh, disease. To some others, it is uh, 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 health. To some, it is uh, a cause. To some others, it is uh, a blessing. Let's, let's take the question of money. Money. Will money do just one thing? Riches, wealth, money. I showed 
I was calling the attention of my wife to what I saw on the Facebook yesterday when an American pastor was talking about money. He said, money, money, say money, money. You know the American way of uh, doing things? And you see how um, excited the uh, church uh, members were, and uh, they, they were throwing money on the ground, and uh, the pastor was saying, yes, will you be working on money? You wait, and uh, people were just clapping and so on and so forth. So what? So what? If you work on money, so what? And look at our attitude to money, our, our culture, our popular saying, uh, especially in Yoruba land, uh, when you talk, you see, when you say money in Yoruba, it's owo. You, you, there is no way you can, you will not squeeze your no. eh? Obo. so what so when you emphasize on what money is with all passion how does it benefit the others your boss will say owo ah will say Money is your mustache. Mustache, call mustache. The air in your nostril. It be the mustache. I mean, mustache. More than the the very the very air in your nostril. It's so hard to pull out. Money is the air in your nostril. It's difficult to pull it off. You buy a mini machine car. Come and get it for me. Come and feel. I'll keep on. I'm going now. If you are unable to pull off money as the hair in your nose, I have a machine that will help you shave it off. Hey, money is your lifeline. Lifeline, that's it. <laughs> if you don't handle it very well, it must, it must not break. Why? 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 Money will spoil friendship. <laughs> ah, but you know what? As Christian, you know, money like the ark. Be Christian, be Money to some people can be um, a servant. To others, money is a master. So you want to tell me that uh, the only thing that money does is good. And uh, when money becomes your master, what, 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 what has that money got, I mean, done, done for you or done to you? No, that's not Is it good to you? No. You see, Money, you know, you know um, it's, it has been said by people who do observe things that uh, you don't know what a person can do until he's got money or is in position of power. 
And to that, I have added, you don't know what a Nigerian can do until he has traveled abroad. Because, why do I say that? Go abroad, you see, they will tell you London is a leveler. That's it. You can talk to your father anyhow. Say, I think I've told you once that uh, it was 1986. February 86, I traveled to UK and um, I went to a, a popular market. Um, a little called Mark? Shepherd's Bush. Yeah. Shepherd's and, um, Bush. I saw the little laughing for you there, Baba Lamidia Diemi. Mori Kabiesi, Tante Sun. We met in the same shop. I laughed on you. I just pardoned you. He didn't know me, but for me, everybody knows who the laughing was. So I prostrated, I greeted Kabiesi. And Baba said, Ah, Pele, Pele, Ibilua, Ibilua. And he shook hands with me. Loto, I love you, mommy. She won't, Momo, Moado, Bale, Moki, one, Kabiesi, Aoni. Well done, well done. Are you here? Osibo Milowo. And I went back to Peckham in the house of uh, my host. Mo Pada Lossi, Peckham, Nibitimo, Desi. And I told my host, by the grace of God, it was then a simple church member. Today is uh, a Zona Superintendent in London. Name Batimo Deletimo Sofo and talk by Milalejo. So one of them, one of the Alufa Agbani. But it was one that hosted me. And I told him, I said, Brother Lagbaja, I said, you know, I saw the laughing at Shepherd's Bush Market. And brother said, and what did you do? I said, I greeted him, of course. Said, Pastor, how did you greet the laughing? I said, And he said, Pastor, at the bank. You have ruined things. You should have called him by his name. Oh, how are you? You see, and that's London for you. London, yeah. That's what some people can do when they travel abroad. They have no respect for others. They talk anyhow, do anything they like. So, you don't know what a person can do until he's got money, he's in position of power, and so on and so forth. So, money cannot be trusted as doing just one thing, one good thing, or one bad thing. It all depends on he who comes in contact with what? Now, remember the rich, the rich fool. That's how the Bible describes him. He had money. But what good did that money do to him? Not just when he was rich. I remember um, 
one of our fathers, the late Pastor Kinsoya, um, he came to Ibadan and went to Marble House uh, some years back. So, um, I conducted him around the house of Baba said, Ogami, Baba he was my student way back in 1981 in the Bible College. And the Baba said, Ogami, Ogami, Master, this man is not just rich, he is prosperous. Now, you know, that's a difference between that. Olowo, Ati, Oloro. So, and, um, I remember when we got to the dining, uh, Hall of that uh, marble house, Baba said, Ogami, she, oh, your Christmas, no man, you don't need money. I'm a young Benizi, this is your Christmas, nigga. Morning, but I day, you know, you're a rabbit, I think, Johnny, no labor, anybody. The man asked me, said, Master, is this place only meant for Christmas food? And I told him that now you'll eat here. And Baba said, He said, Iru, why now? Leko, Olo, Olo, Nasankewa, because it was number one. Um, agent of Vono, Vono products. So, and they had so a row of houses uh, in Lagos. Baba said, "Olu onangkuru ashuban oloro nieni." Baba yeah, so for me, in Lagos where I live, I am counted as one of the rich men. <laughs> but compared to this man, I am only rich. This man is wealthy. Now, but this same man who was rich, the Bible says, he was a fool. How, how, how could a rich man be, be, be a fool? Hasn't got money? Hasn't he got money? Yeah. Eh? Got. Eh, boy, you, you can be you can be rich and be what? Foolish. And be foolish. You can be a fool. And that's how the Bible describes this man. The rich fool. He's got money, wealthy, rich, but what? A fool. So if you trust in money and thinking that once I have money. It will do me only good. You are mistaken. It depends on you who has that money. You who comes in contact with that money. Look at that man. He accumulated everything. Appropriated everything unto himself. He had it all. And uh, he now said... Now, my barn is full and I have no more barns to keep my crops. I will now say to my soul, everything is about I, me, me, I. So, eat, drink, make merry, enjoy yourself. He had no time for God. He had no time for others. Everything was about himself. Selfishness, meism. And um, uh, uh, Ambrose, was it Ambrose? Yes, in his works, uh, described that rich fool in a, in a way. He said, he said, this so foolish that he forgot that there were many other bounds. You cannot say that your barn is full. He said, and you have nowhere to keep your crops. He said, there are bounds. said, the house of the widows, the stomach of the orphans, the bosom of the needy. These are what? Bands. 
into which you can keep your crops. How can a man who has got money say, money is not my problem. It's just how to to spend it. That's foolish. So this man had no time for God, no thought for God, no and he said, I've got plenty of years ahead of me. Not knowing that he didn't have any of it. He didn't have a tomorrow. And the Bible says, a voice came and said to him, today, to this very day, your life shall be required of you. He died that very day. Fool he was, although he had money. So money cannot be trusted as doing only one thing. It has either make you good or bad, depending on you who has that money. Bibeli pe oloro ti a kanipare pe loto oni oro shubon omogoni. Ebo nto so oni aka miti kun. Owa ko akati tun. Oma ko bobo eri oko omisi. Bibeli sokwe, ambro sokwe loto omogoni okunire. Tori ani awan la eni awan okpo awan alejo. Awan la eni baba ti o jebi aka ti o le ko eri oko resi. Te ba wan rope Owo, 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 o dale e hati aba kosi owo. Ah, le zokwe on kankan, sha ni owo bo doche. So that's why we need, sometimes it is not a change of place that we need, but a change of heart. Lokwa e ba, ki in se ka krombi kansi keji la ni lo, shubban ki okan wako ni ipada. Um, look at, um, uh, that man in the Old Testament, uh, who the king was it Ahab was it and the Naboth Ahab had the scepter he had the throne he had the authority he had the power and everything in Israel and the Bible says he was still converting the vineyard of a poor citizen a poor subject of his who was that Naboth give me give me your give me your vineyard why should a king be covetous of another man's, of a poor man's vineyard. Money, money doesn't answer everything. Yes, the Bible says money answers what? Everything. But that's not true. That's not true. Am I, am I doing injustice with the word of God? No. When you read the Bible, you must understand who is speaking here, who is talking. Who said it that money answers all, all things? Is it Jesus? Huh? Is it God? Is it the Holy Spirit? Who said it? Solomon. 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 A man who was looking for fulfillment outside of God. Looking for fulfillment under the sun. And there is no way you can find fulfillment under the sun. Uh, there is only one person who gives you fulfillment and he lives above, above the sun. There can be no satisfaction here under the sun. And when Solomon was looking for fulfillment outside of God, he veered into the vain philosophies of this world. He began to, to, to think philosophically. Money answered all things. So why didn't money answer his own question of life? Why was so foolish to be accumulating wives? 700 wives, 300 concubines. Okay, he had it all. And yet, in the end, all he was saying was uh, vanity upon vanity. So money does not answer all the questions of life because the people of this world who have nothing to do with God also admit the fact that money can buy medicine but not health. Money can buy a bed but not sleep. 
Money can buy a, 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 a house, but not a family. And money can buy a book, but not wisdom. Money does not answer everything. So, why is it in the Bible? Yes, I've told you, in the Bible, you have the word of God, the word of man, the word of Satan, the word of serpent, the word of us. Word of demons, they are all there in the Bible. But what is it that makes it the word of God? God breathed into them all. He breathed into the word spoken by Judas, the word spoken by Lucifer, the word spoken by demons. God breathed into it. That's, the Bible is God breathed. So God breathed into those things to teach you some things. So it's life. There is life in it. So, and, but it's, it's like t- telling you that, uh, well, you have so many good characters in the Bible to emulate and the bad ones to shun. God has breathed into that book. But when you read the Bible, you must ask, uh, uh, ask yourself the question, who is talking here? Akanikwa ahabu, oba Israeli, tojekwe, pelugogbo ashe, ati orotioni, onshi ojuko koro, okonaboti. Otumosikwe oro, awa oronkan, ni awantun totikwe oni, uwo omako, oro tenye oni, kosodi olopon, Loto, Igwami Akanu Bibelipe, Owoni, Down Bobo Shibanko Rebel, Taloso, Solomon Loso, Igbao Lofiso, Batonwa Etura, Ati Adu, Ati Afe, Lenyo Long, Olong Wala Beon, because you see any to leri tura, la beon, anything funini tura, o keloa, nibitin or wawa, o wo kone down bobo. Nitorino batiabanshi a wari oro, tabanshi a wari a shiori. Now, if money was a god to that rich fool, I know of others in the Bible and in contemporary history that have made the money their own servant. Now, let me give you an example. I know of people around here, uh, around town, who have made money, their servant. They send money, errand, money, go and do this, go and do that, go and support the gospel, go and uh, bless uh, those who are in need of this or that. So, and money is not their God. We have the likes of uh, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus in the Bible and many others like that. Um, I know somebody, 1989, some 34 years now, we have always told you we were in Singapore for a course, a short course on uh, leadership. And um, the institute was founded by John Haggai, Dr. John Haggai, who was uh, an, an American I and mean, living in Atlanta, in Georgia. Dr. John Haggai. I made a reference to this uh, some, some days ago. Um, when it was my turn, we were 64 from 41 different countries. 
Nigbati emi ti won lo ajebi merin le logota lati orilede mokan le logoji. Um that's it was free. The, the entire thing was free. The flight, the course and everything, the give you books when you're coming back. Oh, and uh, the money okay was always uh, made available by donors from uh, USA, United Kingdom, New Zealand, Canada and uh, Australia. When um, it's about when you are about to finish, they will call you into the office of the director of training um, for an interview. That's, that's uh, individually. When it was my turn, they asked me some, some questions. And um, after I've answered, the person talking to me said, you know that your coming to Singapore has been made possible courtesy of some donors. Said, would you like to say some words of thanks to them? So, because they record everything, they will send that tape to your donor or sponsor. Because the only thing is that they won't tell you their names. Uh, they won't give you their address. Because you can't, you can't trust some people. When you return to your country, you may be taking all the problems of your life to them for, for, for solving. And our $10,000 was expended on me alone then. And uh, think of $10,000 in 64 places. And ours, ours was the fifth session of that year alone. And they, they told us that after us, some people are still coming. So, you know, uh, those sponsors, what have they turned money into? You, eh? Now, we were very blessed. I don't like to use the word lucky because I know that in the dictionary of God, there is no such thing as luck. No good luck, no bad luck, no fortune, no misfortune. We are only blessed. We are blessed to have had the visit of um, the very founder of the institute, Dr. Hager. He flew all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, to um, see our own session at then. And he came with a team. One of them was uh, Mr. Guy. Rotland. 
It was only 36 years then. And um, when we were having lunch in the afternoon, um, some of us happened to be on the same table with him. We didn't know who he was. But we know that he came uh, accompanying uh, Dr. John Hegai. We had our lunch and we went back to our different uh, rooms. And uh, during the evening session of the training, it was the turn of Guy Rotland to speak to us. And he began, well, such a young man, 36 years old. A multimillionaire, an American citizen. And, um, he began to tell us something about his uh, company, of how uh, there were over 2,000 employees uh, in that company. They were into a trucking business, moving uh, trucks and heavy um, Equipment across the United States. And he said, the watchword of that company is John 3.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all that things shall be added unto you. And he said, some other times they've had to lose some or miss some contract deals because of their um, um, non, uh, it was never, never, they would never ever want to compromise their Christian faith and, and principle. So because of that, they've had to lose some juicy contracts. And he said, after some weeks, you just see how they will land some other contracts who, that, that are eh, more juicy than the one lost the other time. And he said, yes, they have a chapel and a chaplain. And they said, when things like that happen, you will now call the chaplain and um, some top uh, management uh, members of the company to a meeting. And he said, no, no, he said when they have some other contracts that are better than the one uh, they've, they've missed or lost. So we now call those people and say, look at what, see what the Lord has done. So this is a compensation for eh, our non-compromise. Okay? Compensation. He said, that's how the Lord works with them in that company. And he said, 
Olorun o wa pe alofa o ati awon agba osise n pe e wa wo n t'olorun se dipo ile ta sonu tori pe amun iduro wa fun Jesu and i said the reason why he had come all the way from the united states accompanying dr higai uh with others uh is to um talk to sell the vision of dr higai to fellow businessmen around the world oni idi to nfi tele dr john higai wa lati wa ba soro ni pe o nfe ta iran ise iran se dr higai Said uh, before they returned to United States, they were going to Changrila Hotel. Go and Google it if you Changrila Hotel, but best hotel in Singapore, where these businessmen will come, they will meet, and they will sell the vision. It will tell them of the reason or the need to support the vision of John Higai. If 64 of us. $10,000 was expended on each one of us for just one session. And uh, ours was the fifth session that year. See how much that will be needed uh, to keep that kind of vision uh, going. Only Ofe Biyanju, Palo Antokulati Bao, Onisho, Tolo, Soro, Ni Shangri-La Hotel, Nipa, Edito Viacanti, Dr. John Hagai, Lane. Now, tell me, is got money? Rich, wealthy, but to him, money is a servant. And there are those who will make money their God. And they become slaves, slaves of their money or to their money. Um, this um, morning, we're talking about when the evangelist was um, doing the Sunday school review and um, talked about payment of tithes, talking about one of our Tenets, the obligatory nature of uh, tithes and offering. We're told that um, when Daddy Freeze came up with his uh, um, anti-payment of tithes, we're told that. Uh, the churches in Lagos lost a substantial part of their income to that kind of uh, wrong teaching. You see, that the freeze, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah sure. Well, so so may, maybe, maybe not less than one third of church income was lost then because of one person who would just, and this day, in these days when people just talk anyhow, anybody can talk. People, we see some people uh, 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 abusing Baba Deboye. It's somebody who does not know his right from left. And this is the time. Anybody can talk. Okay, but the Bible says, every idle word spoken by men, we shall have to answer for it on the last day. Sorry, 
won si so fun wa pe ni eko awon ejo eko won so owo ti o nwole nipa idamewa ti ore won so idakan nu idametanu nitori ohun ti arakun yin so layi ode oni ayi ode soro soke ari awon ti o mo wo otun si owo osi ton ma bu awon baba agba baba igbagbo nu oluwa sugbon eje so fun yin pe gbogbo oro ase ti eni keni ba so ni o da lejo but if you don't know your bible you fall for this kind of uh, erroneous uh, uh, popular saying and teaching why should payment of tithes become something of controversy in the church those who drink palm wine? I want him water, and all the hot drinks like that. Mm. When they bring it from the top of the uh, palm tree, when they brew their hot drinks, what do they do? They pour libation, don't they? to the god of palm wine to say that well um, I, won't, I, won't, I won't drink this alone otherwise it's going to cause some kind of rumbling in my stomach therefore god of palm wine do what? take your soul eh? this is your portion no? if, if, if drink drunkards uh, palm wine tapas and so on and so forth if they do that how would a christian say whatever that i have I, I i i i possess i take it unto myself i appropriate everything unto myself i will give nothing in appreciation of uh, the source from which or from where all this blessing flow what 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 nonsense is that Listen to our song. Oh, Lua, oh, 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 Lord of heaven and earth, thou art worthy to receive all our praise and honor. How can we love you, giver of all? Appreciation, appreciating God, you are the source of my blessing. I dare not, I dare not eat this alone. I, I, I dare not take this to myself all alone. I acknowledge, I appreciate. Because it is not because I'm more I'm cleverer than others, not because I'm more brilliant, not because I'm more prayerful, not because, but of your mercy, for your, by your mercy, as all these things be. Therefore, eh, appreciation. You don't, you don't take everything to yourself. Who are you? Fifi, more, more, and Lord, 
So why is anybody now comes on the television to begin to tell you that don't pay tight, don't pay tight, and you listen to that kind of thing? Now, listen to this, uh, those, the rich men that pay tithes. You know, we're talking about the ark now, and um, we're telling us that the ark cannot be depended on as doing only or be trusted to do only just one thing, either good or bad, depending on you. So let's take the question of money. We're talking of money now. We shall be talking of some other things uh, in the future. Um, William Colgate. William Colgate is the uh, founder eh? and the maker of Colgate uh, oral um, something uh, toothpaste here. Anything she or she for you call gate lancer already. He started by making a palm olive. Oh, Berek, well, she say, I want to have a palm olive. Now, another person we were told was James Kraft, the, the owner of Kraft Foods in America. Hello, Mira, Niakweni, James Kraft, Tony Kraft Food. Another one was Henry John Hines, who made ketchup. The three of them, they started tightening 10%. 10% of whatever income they had. And we were told that they were so blessed, so blessed were they by the practice that at the time of their death, they were giving away almost 100% of their income. The founder of that institute, John Haggai, told us way back in 1989, he said he was giving 70% of what he had as income to the gospel. Why? Because he said, I've done paying my mortgage. I have no son or child in the university anymore. It's only me and my wife. What do I want to keep this money for? So this, this, these are the principles by which some people live their life. Money is not their God. John, Doctor John guys, of William Colgate, the maker of Colgate toothpaste. It is said that. He, believed, he not only believed in tithing, but also believed in giving in an increasing measure over his life. William Colgate said it was not enough to give a tenth. Colgate wanted to express his love for the Lord by giving an increasing amount to the Lord's work. His love for the Lord. I have a wife by the grace of God. 
And I think I love her. I think I do love her. But uh, how would I feel if all I can give to the woman I love is 10% of what I have? So tight is not about it's not you see that's why some people will pay more than that depending on how their giving is proportionate to the blessing received from God. It depends on you. It's either you brood over your money or you let it go. Money does not do only one assignment. Just like the ark will not do just one thing. Depends on you. But because of God, in some other times we shall be considering some other things that do not do just one thing. The question today is who are you? Who you are, what you are, and it's your be the uh, measuring rod uh, of what you possess. Shall we rise for prayer? We're going to tell God to give us the Christian heart. That's just it. The Christian heart. When we have the Christian heart, Everything, everything, you see, we look at the things of this world as what? Belong to God. You are just uh, a custodian of what the Lord has given to you. You will look at life as, well, depending on you. 2024 is ahead of us. Whatever I encounter in it, the Bible says, for all things work together for good. To those who do what? Who love, if we love the Lord, whatever 2024 brings, no, it doesn't change you. It doesn't change you. Change my heart, O Lord. Let me love you. And let me see you in everything. Shall we turn it to prayer? Let us pray. Father Lord, once again, we thank you, we worship you, we adore you, we thank you for who you are and for what you have done for us. 
You're the one who has opened our mind of understanding. You're the one who has translated us from the darkness of Satan and of hell into your marvelous light and kingdom. Lord, we say, glory be to your name. Once again, O Lord, we pray that as we look into what you have for us in your word, we pray that you will open our mind of understanding once again so as to be able to uh, grasp those truths that are written in your word. We pray that the word will be a blessing to our souls in Jesus' name. Good morning, everyone. Yes, we welcome you once again into the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. And uh, we wish to continue today with uh, the topic that um, we are taught very extensively on, uh, especially last year. And that's the topic, um, the two sides of the ark. I know that um, some of us are not uh, regular worshippers with us here. Uh, so we have to do a kind of recap very Quickly. Uh, we all know that there is something called the Ark of the um, Covenant. Um, which God commanded Moses to put in place. And which uh, represented then to Israel the very presence of God. That's right, the presence of God amongst his own people. Um, we have seen in the scripture um, this act and uh, all its uh, operations how the ark uh, was it that uh, parted the Jordan and how the Lord used the ark to bring down the walls of Jericho and how this ark which represented the power of God amongst them, was um, forcibly uh, taken away by the Philistines. Um, when the Philistines um, robbed the Israelites of that ark, uh, it became a source of trouble to them. Uh, the Philistines brought the ark uh, to their own, um, the house of their own god, uh, Dagon. And we see how the 
uh, idol, the God of the Philistines, fell before that ark of God. And we also saw the, some further journeys of the ark, how the Philistines went, could, not, they could not bear with the torment inflicted upon them by the ark. Then they returned, they tried to return the ark uh, to the people of God, Israel. Well, among the cities of the Philistines where the ark went was Ashdod. And the result was a um, uh, tumor. They all had tumors. And from there they went to Ekron. And it was a deadly destruction there. And then what did they do? They had to return the ark to its uh, original uh, place. And while the ark was being returned to the people of God, Israel, uh, it got to Beth Shemesh, which was the city of, of the priests. And because the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh were so and neg- negligent or neglectful, and they pried into the uh, ark. They wanted to see the contents of the ark. The Bible says, and God dealt with them. They died. And uh, you know that we do. We, we did give applications to all these that we have said. Uh, what the ark represented. Uh, why it was taken um, away from them by the Philistines. We gave it some spiritual application. And um, uh, when the Philistines um, uh, took the ark away, took it to their own uh, God, and now that God fell before the ark, we, all, we gave all these some spiritual applications. <laughs> And we talked about uh, um, the people of Bethshemesh, people of God, uh, that when they saw the ark, um, they died as a result of that. They died because they handled it uh, in um, neglect. They handled it uh, carelessly. And um, we warned us of the danger of uh, profanity. When we are negligent of the things of God, we are profane, then things may happen. And so the ark now went to Abinadab. And uh, the man uh, took care of that ark for 20 consecutive years. And then 
uh, after that 20 years, they wanted to return the ark to Jerusalem, the very uh, place, the very city where the ark was to stay. And because those who were returning the ark, they learned the ways of the Gentiles. They did not observe the law of courage. They carried the ark uh, the same way that the Gentiles carried it. Then uh, two men had to die and that was uh, Uza and Ahio. Remember their story? So that tells us that if we learn the way of the Gentiles, we're going to suffer their faith as well. And, uh, and that we should be aware of the spirit of uh, uh, innovation, um, uh, everything that is um, a novice, uh, the quest for novelty. We need to be very aware, we have to be very, very careful as Christians. It is not everything that we see outside that we have to bring in to the church. And that's, that's the position of the Bible. We may, the bishop may teach something else. Uh, the president may teach anything. Uh, churches, Pentecostal Fellowship of Nigeria, uh, CPFN, which we belong, PFN, uh, other Orthodox churches, they may teach what they want. But the Bible says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. You see that today, um, because of the generation uh, that uh, we are um, in, uh, this generation wants entertainment. You see that services are no longer held for long hours these days because this generation has a problem uh, paying attention. And we too are being very careful not to uh, stay too long on whatever we do. And in order to keep our church members in the church, um, we introduce all sorts of things. We want to uh, spice our services. 
Awa ripe ki a ma ba so awon mo ijo wanu ijo ti bere ni fiata ati yo ti o ye kan fi si won tin fi sinu eko bibeli and that's why we have um, comedians jesters idina re been invited to the church today because um, we have problem with attention we need something that will make uh, us to fix attention uh, to uh, on what is uh, happening so we bring up because we need to spice things up uh, in order to keep uh, people in the church and all these applications we have had to give uh, as far as the uh, act of God uh, among the people of Israel uh, is concerned. And um, at last the ark uh, was in the house of uh, Obededom. And uh, for three months, the man became blessed. And so we come to the conclusion that uh, this ark we're talking about does not have just a side. There are two sides to it. Like it is to everything in life. Two sides to a coin. Uh, two sides to a story. Two sides to this or that. It is not only uh, the ark of God that had two sides to it. Everything in life uh, has two sides to it. Ni awa she akotan kogba totonuwa pe akoti eri okan ni abalakan pe iha meji ni bi opolopo nkan ni aye popo nu nkan ni aye ipa meji bi iha meji yan ni be na ni akoti eri se ni abalamiji and part of the conclusion is that uh, there is no such thing because if you ask the question why why is it that the same act that gave life also gave death life to some death to some Blessing to some, cost to some, disaster to some, peace to some. Why? Because there are two sides to so that. And we came to the conclusion that um, it is not the act per se, it's not the act uh, in itself, but the people that came in contact with the act. So if the act is going to be a blessing or a cost to anyone, it depends on those people who come in contact with the ark. Lara abaja de ekoti akko, ni idan si ibere, pe kini idi re, to jek pe akoti eri jasi iye si awankan, o jasi iku si awankan, o jasi ibukun si awankan, o jasi ikparun si awankan, awa asawi pe, akoti eri gan koloni wa ala o, shuban i hati awan inyan, ti o ni ekpako, ti o ni ibalo, tabi to ba akoti eri pade, i hati wan kosi, and so we said that life will be solemn or awful, life will be sad or glad, not according to life itself, but according to how we receive life. And so we read uh, in First Samuel 
our lesson today, chapter 6, that now the ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines seven months. And from there, uh, we read and um, uh, continue to see uh, many things about the ark. And so we said there is nothing in life that can be relied upon as doing only one job, only one thing. That this is what uh, this will do. Only one thing. No. There is no such thing in life. There is no experience in life of life that will do us only one thing. There are two sides to everything in life. As you ask of Wape, Kosi on Kana, Niaye, Kosi in Kana, Kosi Oluare, to just pay a pack of gun, a pare, a pameji, the people know I won't come, Ibiawa, Jassi. And so we remember the first, um, was it first Sunday or last Sunday? I don't know. Uh, I've, not, I've not, I've missed two Sundays here. Um, uh, two Sundays ago, or three Sundays ago, we were in Lagos. Yes, the following one, where were we? Another place uh, somewhere. So, but I think it was, okay, last That's Sunday, December, December the that we talked about this ark. And now, we took the question of money, the subject of money. Money. Is money good? Is money bad? Yes, it could be good, it could be bad, depending on eh, in, in whose hand that money is. Moranti pe ni ojo isimi to keni odunti a lokoja a soroni pa abala meji a kuti eri shugon a pereti a mulo lojo yani ogo a biara pe she ogo je inkan to darani tabi ibi shugon abaja de pe ogo gan koloni wala shugon ogo eni ti ogo ba jasi ni o soboya rereni tabi fumbi. We said money can turn us mad or make us good stewards of God. So like the ark, two sides to money. It all depends depends on you. And now we want to look at another thing in life, especially as it affects us in this part of the world, and that's poverty. Yes, um, I've listened to the wordings of the song read by the choir this morning. The Lord is good, eh? All the time. Now let them respond. The Lord is good, David. And all the time, I ask again, is that true? It's um, one thing to mouth it, to sing it, to talk about it, but when we are faced with certain realities of life, we want to question that um, confession. Is the Lord good? 
Is the Lord good? So the Lord is good. Uh-huh. All the time. May not be true. May not be true in the, in the truest sense of it. When we go through certain things of life, we want to ask the question. But they said you are what? Good all the time. Uh, is this good? I just don't shy son. Only along to a very low moon, ye by me, she lay ye lay you. How you will say, eh? I guess I tell you, I beg one on the Jesha win. Along to a very low bammy village, you shake any lady. So, I need a quick bar. Oh, man, do let us up with Lua Dara. She won't buy Tiabani and when really come. O se je ka ma bere pe o ma so pe o dara oluwa nto n se si mi se ara didara re ni o ma da pe ko ri be i now said the jeshas that is sick at the point in time may want to ask that lord if this is a joke i think it's getting too much and um uh you know even satan because these days we, do, we like to just brush aside some harsh realities of life, I call them. We want to brush them aside as if they're non-existent. Whether you go, go to California, come back, you see there, the harsh reality of life will still be there. Even Jesus Christ, we keep saying it. Our, our Lord Jesus Christ himself, there in that deserted place, Desert, deserted place, alone, surrounded, eh? with what? Or by what? Stones. Stones. He looked here and there, nothing. No river was flowing, no manna was falling from heaven, no oil, no fruit, no vine, no these, no fig, nothing. And then the devil now appeared and began to taunt him. He was taunting him. If, if, if indeed you are the son of God. It was taunting him. Okay? It's like saying to him, if in, you say you are the son of God. People say you are the son of God. But where are the signs and the proofs and evidences of the sonship in your life? Look at you. You are in a deserted place. Sons of God don't stay in the desert. They are found in the palace. Definitely you cannot be, you can't be the son of God. So where is the bread in your life? Is, okay, where's the bread now? Because the children of God, they, 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 they are surrounded with bread. They turn here, it is bread. They turn there, it is bread. Everywhere they go, goodness and mercy. Follow them. But where is the goodness? If the Lord is good, if your God, your Father in heaven is good, where is that goodness? Where is that mercy? So you, are not, you, are, you can't be the son of God. You are in the wrong place, man. I've told you once. One, one, one lawyer told our pastor in New York in the 1980s. He said, you are in the wrong job, man. That's his lawyer. When he was, he was told, the lawyer was told that the pastor's salary was only 300 or $350 per, per, uh, per month. And the lawyer said, our pastor, the pastor Ojo, he thought he was, I mean, uh, uh, impressing the lawyer. When he said, how much, what, what do you, uh, 
what, what, what's your salary? Three fifty dollars. <laughs> the Lord said, "You're in the wrong job, man." He <laughs> said, "Our oh, ordinary call in this country is on twenty-two thousand dollars." He wants to pay three. So, so, and that's exactly what something like that was what uh, Satan was telling Jesus. Uh, there in the wilderness. Hey, hey, you're in the wrong place, man. Eh? Where's, the, where's, the, where's the bread in your life? You, only stones? You're not in palace? Now, if it happened to Jesus, our Lord, Satan will want, to, will, will want us to doubt the fatherhood of God. When you look around you, and all you see, all you find, is nothing but stones. Jacob said, or the the hymn writer says, in one of our our hymns, Jacob laid his head on a pillow of stone. You know how comfortable that is? Try it tonight. Try it tonight. Come back on Sunday to give us some testimony. Okay. Christianity america <laughs> Now, if there were two signs to money, or there are two signs to money, there are two sides to poverty as well. There is poverty in the land. Your million is not worth uh, how much in dollar? One thousand dollars. <laughs> One thousand dollars. Or less than it. Like eight hundred dollars. That's right. Million I don't know how far it is true, but um, it was suggested by some analysts some times ago that uh, Nigeria is far, far becoming the poverty capital of the world. <laughs> 
And we know that poverty is on the table. We don't like it. It's not, it's not desirable at all. Yeah, poverty is not palatable. We, we, we pray against it. We sing against it. Uh, we have had the uh, songs of Mama Bola Yaki Shomiobe and some other songs like that. Tori Kima Baji, Nile Aye, Oriyabani in the 70s. Yeah, nobody likes poverty. It's not good. Not at all. Um, but then, uh, okay, it's because of that that we have some sayings. Even among the, uh, there is a popular saying among the Brits. The British people, they say that the poor man has no soul. Yeah. Uh, um, in the UK, one, that's, their, that's their belief that um, uh, a poor man is like an empty sack. You, 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 can't, you, can't stand, you can't stand an empty sack, can you? Huh? An empty sack. <laughs> how, do you, how, do you, how do you stand it? How do you make an empty sack to, to stand? So that's, that's uh, what uh, the British people compare the poor man with. That's it. In other words, the poor man according to their belief, will fall for anything. And uh, we have listened to pastors, ministers in this part of the world as well, that when they talk of poverty and poor people, and uh, if one happens to uh, fall uh, into that category, you want to say, is God for me? I've listened to a pastor in this country who once said that uh, if you are poor, you can't, go, you, can't, you can't get to the kingdom of God. I will never say that. And I know it's wrong. But they say, it, they say they preach it. And people, many people believe that. According to them, it's like, they say, if you are poor, um, there's no way you will not fall into some temptations and sin. They believe if you are poor, you will steal. If you are poor, you will fornicate. If you are poor, you will uh, worship idol. idol. If if you are poor, uh, you will uh, not want to uh, uh, declare your identity as a Christian anywhere you go because you are poor. And uh, they will now use some Bible passages that tell you that all those who do these things shall not inherit 
the kingdom of God. And so, you see that logically, logically, their messages seem to be uh, biblical, but not. No. The Bible doesn't teach that. Because the Bible doesn't teach this Mordecai, Mordecai, that Jew who defied the, um, that was an Anagagite, um, Haman, he defied him, said, I'm not going to bow for you, yes, although you are next in rank to the king, but I have a soul, you know, that the words that were spoken on Mount Sinai kept reverberating and are echoing uh, in his ears that thou shall have no other God beside me. Thou shall not bow to any graven image. And uh, Agagite, the, uh, the man, uh, Hannah, Haman, an Agagite, uh, who was supposed to have been exterminated according yeah. to God's own order, mm. but he found himself in a place of prominence. When the guy said, I'm not going to bow for you or bow to you. Not at all. He had, the Bible doesn't say that he was, a, he was a wealthy person, not a rich man, but because he had a soul. So the popular saying among the British that uh, the poor man has no soul has no place in the Bible. Amani. Do only one job, only one thing. Poverty can keep you close to God or take you far away from Him. It depends on you. We weren't told that Joseph had the money. He was a slave in the house of Potiphar. But he had a soul. And he stood for God. For righteousness. Now if we read through the book of uh, 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 Luke chapter 16. From verse 19 it says, Luke 16, there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. 
But, but, you see, but. Shubon kombe la yemi. But, you see, that but speaks volume about another person. But, there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Okay? Both of them died. There's a difference between eh, uh, uh, dying and eh, being carried okay, by the angels. So, died and buried. You could die and be buried like the rich man was. But what about him with all his riches and wealth? Died, buried, well, where did he end up? There was another person who died, buried, but carried into the very paradise of God. Lazarus was poor. So let no one excuse him or herself on the ground that uh, I am poor. That's the reason I can't serve God. You have no excuse here on earth. This is what the Bible says. If you tell me that a poor man cannot get to heaven, Lazarus was poor. So poor, he could not afford to buy some medicines to treat his uh, soul. And yet, that poverty did not drive him away from God. He died and was carried to heaven. You can't change this from the Bible. Let no preacher tell us any nonsense. That if you are poor, you have no soul. If you are poor, you cannot get to the kingdom of God. You cannot be close to God. Lazarus was... And uh, when you compare your level of poverty anywhere in this world with the poverty of Lazarus, we know that many of us are better off, better than Lazarus. Okay? Richer than, than, than Lazarus. We, 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 we enjoy so many things that Lazarus in his days could not enjoy. He died and was carried to the very bosom of Abraham. So that tells us that poverty... Yes, may drive some people away from God, but it can also bring some people close or closer to God. It depends on you, not poverty itself, but those who come in contact with poverty, like we said concerning wealth and money the other time. In any way, look or carrying the locum, let's say, cock on the locum to your kai, Arike, Lassaro, O Jello, she debuke, Corio, Latira, Ontio Fito, Joe, Jure, Shuma Kawipe, Lassaro, Ku. Asigbe lo si okan aya Abrahamu agbe lo si waju Olorun Olorun ti o ni ohun gbogbo oku asisin iyato wa laarin mejeji o pe keyan oku kan siko re ati keyan oku kan gbe lo si okan aya Olorun Lazarus bi o ti e je olose oni okan ko si eni to le so fun mi pe teyan ba tosi ko le wo ijoba Olorun o si ko ni wahala sugbon iha ti a ba ko si and let me read again from the book of Revelation chapter 2. Revelation 2 from verse 8. The Lord says, And to the angel of the church in Smyrna, write, This thing says the first and the last, 
who was dead and came to life. This is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking, sending a message to the church at Smyrna. Verse 9 says, I know your works, your tribulation, and what? Your poverty. Even Jesus knows. Okay? The works, the tribulation, and the poverty. These are not my words. It's in the Bible. The church at Smyrna was poor. They had the poverty. But Jesus said, but you are rich. In brackets. People call you poor, but to me, you are what? Rich. You see, you see, you see. And now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done. I can't call you anymore. We just, we just mouth that song. Let nobody scorn, laugh, um, ridicule you to submission. When we ask you, where is the bread in your life? Where is the palace in your life? Let the poor say, I am rich. Not because of all this you're looking at, but because of what the Lord has done. So, so we have uh, many other people like that in the Bible. Uh, when they were persecuted, if you read through the Apostle Paul's epistles, you will see how some Christians had to depend on the support that will be sent to them from sister churches in their poverty. Persecuted, poor, and yet they stood for the Lord Jesus Christ. They never sold their souls to the devil. And today, as we have the um, prevalence of poverty across the land, that's no excuse for anyone not to stand for Christ. You know, we, we today, and, um, we have done our Sunday school, and we talk about power. You shall receive power. That power is not to carry. Um, bags of gari uh, in Bodija market. Okay, it's not the power to carry bags of, right, of beans of gari in the market. It is that power to stand for Christ. To say, no matter what, I am for Christ. In the face of persecution, threat, and the ridicule and things like that, we say, no, I am for Christ. That's what the power is So, we know what we are going through in this country. Times are hard. Times are hard very hard 
difficult times. But in the midst of it all, we can say anywhere we go that we have souls. We are not empty sack. We can stand for Christ. And so, as it was with the ark that had two sides to read, so we have talked about the two sides to money. Now, today, the two sides to poverty. And um, the, the last hymn we sang, was it 720 or so? Yes, sir. Uh, let, let me read some. Can I, can I have a... Okay, I have it here. Um, when we were singing that uh, hymn this morning, uh, as always, you know, I was touched by some of the wordings there. I Rise, ye children of salvation. You see, rise. Many of us are just sitting down, doing nothing. Rise up. You are children of salvation. You are not children of this world. You are not children of uh, perdition. Rise up. Rise up. The Bible says, then the enemy shall come like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. Say, no, no, no. Listen, you know, go to Gaza today. Anywhere you see these Israelites, when they have conquered some territory, what they do? They raise the flag. That's what we have been told to do. Raise up a flag. Say, this is God's own territory. I belong to him. Okay? Rise. Each of salvation. Okay? All who cleave to Christ the head. Wake. Arise. These are the words for us. Wake. Arise. O mighty nation. The church is a mighty nation. Before the foe on Zion tread. Okay? There are enemies today. Treading. Oh, they want to tread on Zion. They want to take Zion from us. And we have been admonished here to rise against them. Say to them, God's flag is here. God's territory is here. No chance for sitting here. Awon tayi si oni waka tofegba oju shewani iriti ni pe kia dide kasi gbe asia was okay. Kaso pe ile yo ti Christini kosiya yefu satani. Verse two says, saints and heroes, those who have come and gone before us, before us. Family on this ground have stood. Where you are standing now, they have stood. Once they stood there before. I can call Most of the times when we sing, we don't keep put our hearts to it. We just sing merrily without uh, meditating. Remember, what we are going through is not peculiar to you. Some saints have gone before us and they have experienced the same thing, even worse than what we are experiencing today. Deathless, we are all unfearing. Life laid up with Christ in God. In the morning of his appearing, flower forth a glory flood. Atigbe kumini shegun, 
lojo farahan oluwa a oho iho ayo a hoho ayo to ba ya koni mo ri bayi lo do so fun wa ni now we shall shout the shout of victory and joy it won't continue like this forever shall we rise ajeka dide we ask for that power again power to stand for him to raise up his banner and flag lord oluwa i claim it i receive it even now shall we pray lati gbe asi ami soke lati so pe tire ni mo je lati so pe tire ni mo se titi lai olorun alaife fun mi amen oruko jesus baba ti me lorun agbenga fun oje te tun fun wa laaro yi ki okan wa o le gbale ni gbogbo olona gbogbo ni ba jesus ati baruko ba dide aye laye gba ope wa to ba ri be agba lati gbe asa yi soke oluwa yo nda fun agba ti eru ni ba agbara ti okuko le bori e agbara ti ji aye ati ewi igba isisin yi ti o le gba lo agbara yi oluwa ran si wa laaro baba wa tolo oluwa ran ni agbara Olorun ijo yi wo ni agbara Olorun to ni agbara Olorun to ni agbara Olorun to ni agbara Oye ta fi mo pe iwo nikan la ni Baba gbele alowo Pe okan wa bare Ogun ni Olorun lo ki run Tori Jesus Christi na Oluwa wa for you lord once again as usual thank you because you are the only awesome god the god of consuming fire the bible says who shall not fear the father of the spirits you were the one that spoke at sinai that the whole of the peninsula was burning with fire no one dared approach that mountain not even animal because of your awesomeness we come to appreciate you lord you're the only powerful god the only living and true god thank you because your power is still the same even today to save to heal to deliver to bless to prosper thank you because of the privilege that it's ours to know you the only true god lord we thank you lord we adore you accept our thanks and praise in the name of jesus we pray once again O lord because we uh, recognize the fact that um, without the holy spirit inspiration all we say on the pulpit 
shall be in vain. Therefore, Lord, we pray that the Holy Spirit will open our mind of understanding and teach us your word. And let us, O Lord, as we hear this word, imbibe every lesson derived from it. We pray believing in Jesus' name. Good morning, everyone. Yes, we want to continue with uh, our topic uh, on the two sides of the ark. two sides of the ark. You know that we have um, been considering this for so many weeks now. And I'm um, having uh, studied this particular article of furniture as it is often wakwe akutieri gan koko kone o ni wala tabi o senti unse yala i hati akosi tabi awoti afimu you come to the ark you are either blessed or cursed nigba ti abani ibase popelu akutieri o ma jasi ibukun tabi si egun it depends not on the ark but on those Those who come in contact with the ark. And um, what we are saying is that uh, whatever we meet in life uh, is not uh, meant to do just one thing, not just one work. Whatever life experience we uh, go through. Uh, it's not meant for just one thing. There are only there are two sides to every experience of life. Onti ansonekwe iriri yowu kani ni aye onkan pereko ni owa latiche ihameji tabi abalameji niomani. Why are we saying this? Because we know that um, as long as we're here, ni wa ibati abasi wanihi on this terrestrial shore. Um, there is no doubt about it that we're going to meet with different experiences of life. And let nobody think that uh, well, am I the only one? Why is, is it? Why, why me? Why me? Why me? Whatever we come to meet in life is meant to do two things. We've talked about money. 
Money could be good, money could be bad, depending on in whose hand that money finds itself. And uh, we have given um, examples and illustration of those who have money and they know the Lord and those who have money and they don't know the Lord. And um, last Sunday we consider the um, question of uh, poverty. And we have told us, we have warned us against uh, listening or, or to, against uh, the spirit that pervades the atmosphere um, uh, when people just talk and they don't have uh, their, their sermons, their messages have no root, uh, no basis in the Bible at all. We reminded ourselves last week that if anybody tells you that uh, uh, poverty will drive you away from God, that's not true. Because we see in the Bible poor people who knew the Lord. Some charismatic preachers will tell you that, you know, when they play on words, they are very much um, eloquent. Uh, they uh, twist uh, the Bible sometimes. Uh, preachers have said to us that poverty is a disease. So ask them, where is it written in the Bible? And that's why we reminded us last week of uh, churches in the New Testament uh, who went through tribulation, persecution. They were so poor that they had to depend very largely on the financial uh, support that would be sent to them from uh, sister churches uh, around their region. And through it all, uh, they were rich. The Bible says when Christ was addressing a particular church, the church at Smyrna, we remember uh, last week, it said, although you are poor, that's in the eyes of the people, but to me, you are what? Rich. Eh? Rich. So don't, don't, don't be carried away by um, any uh, preacher that is eloquent but non-biblical. You know, you need to go to the north, northern part of Nigeria. And sometimes you see how poor some people are. And yet you see them worshipping the Lord, serving Him joyfully. Um, recently, during the is it Christmas time in Plateau State, uh, some of our churches were burned, some of our pastors were killed. 
there was a particular district superintendent uh, whose children uh, came to spend the Christmas holiday with him. And um, he escaped, that superintendent escaped, but uh, his wife and uh, about five children, I don't know, five, burnt, burnt to death. They were burnt to ashes in the church there. And everything burnt. All, everybody in the family burnt. And sometimes when we pay visits to uh, that part of the country, it has happened in the past in the Adamawa area, um, when uh, you will see Christians coming to, some of our members coming to meet with us, uh, they give us a welcome, uh, rousing welcome at the airport. Then from there, they line the street. And um, when they got to the church, you see how they will be praising God. And uh, the one conducting the choir were told once that uh, that woman conducting that choir uh, uh, lost uh, an adult child. Uh, in that crisis, and she was there on Sunday conducting uh, the choir. So, in the midst of all their trouble and affliction and persecution, they were drawn to God. They became closer to God. So, nobody has an excuse here on earth to say, because of what I'm going through, I'm going to be far away from God. Those people who are poor, those who uh, do not have much of what we call the good things of life will rise up against us in judgment uh, on that day if we will be given excuses for not uh, coming to know the Lord. Atiri ni awon bi ti a se ibewo si ti won so fun wa pe lara awon ti o nkorin to si njo yi obirin ohun yan te nwo lo kan yi o so mo renu sugbon ko ka yen si o si wa si wajo Olorun lati wajo in se pe godun some are rich they know the lord some are rich they don't know him some are poor they know the lord some are not poor they don't know the lord ari awon oloro to mo to mo oluwa it all depends on you. Now, now, now let's take the a matter of education and civilization. Uh, for example, today. Um, should every academic, every educated individual, um, should all the professionals, the lawyers, the doctors, the pharmacists, engineers, architects, should they all be, or shall I say, are they all atheists? Again, very no. Say, but we want to keep up with you. Tony, my children, logically, we are more alone. Yeah, we have millions of them all over the world who after they had um, accumulated so many degrees, the conclusion 
of all their research is that there is no God anywhere. Uh, they are all over the world, everywhere in the world, they are all over the place. We have them even in this country. Professors who have done their research to that extent. That there is no God. That's alright, but that's something about them. That's one thing about them, I said. But there are others, okay, who know the Lord. Scientists. And um, all classes of educated people around the world who know the Lord. Uh, gone are the days when um, you think that Christianity is reserved for the uh, not uh, well-to-do people. Uh, like uh, it was with the ministry um, many years back. Um, there was a time uh, that um, if you have four children and uh, those of them, maybe three of them are doing well academically. You want one to read medicine, another one to read the law, the other one to do engineering or architecture, but uh, the one who is not doing well academically, you want him to, to come to the ministry. doctor, engineer. But we know that um, uh, the church has moved past all this uh, nonsense. And, um, thank God, look at the church today and see how academics, professionals, business um, guru and uh, captains of industry, see how they are flooding the church. Um, many years ago, when we were overseas, um, I remember going to a church um, somewhere in the state of Missouri. Ni and um, we were ushered into our seats. In that church, as you come in, ushers will give you uh, hymn books. And take you to your seats. And I take care of you. And after the service is... Um, over, like we welcome our first time worshippers here today. They will take us somewhere, give us some um, refreshment. And um, in the course of your discussion, you begin to see those who came to uh, usher you into your seat. 
Ninu ifero wero wa pelu awon asona labes ni ri iru awon eniyan ti won se asona inu ijoyen the particular osha that uh, took care of me that day uh, at the end of it all he gave me his business card and i saw it there so 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 that's the name atoni at law asona ti o toju to toju emi fun ara mi lojo yen leyin ti a soro ton lo fun mi ni iwe pe lebe idani mo re mo wa ri pe agbagbejoro ni and not share in the church. So that's what uh, his uh, education has done for him. That education brought him to Christ. I, I have friends um, um, who have had to visit um, some people in America and um, who are taking into the aircraft and um, from from that aircraft they saw the extent of the farm of some church members so farmers who owe they owe their own um, private uh, jet and aircraft and uh, the only way you could see the uh, size of their farm is by uh, flying in that aircraft from there you will see how big the farm is and these are church members mo ni awon ore to je iranse olorun to je pe awon mo ojo tan ti ba pade to je agbe bo se mo bi oko won se tobi to ni pe oni lati wonu balu lo soju ofurufu lo wo bi oko won se tobi to awon na lo ni balu yen o omo olorun si ni won and um, here in this country we have seen people who we are going to come more than three. Come, maybe come. We are Lugua. So, it's good to have learned why. See, your back in the memorial, can it used to be CSC modern school? We are going to judge the time. But we are going to be told about the long. We have people who are half baked, who are not so much uh, red, but will claim that there is no God. But um, I, I, I told you. I think I, I told you once. That our former president, Baba Kenyoshu, um, he graduated from Continental Bible College in um, Belgium in 1981. He, he studied in Sweden, Germany, and Belgium. But he attended a conference in 1981, Berlin 81, uh, International Gathering of uh, Christians and Ministers. And Berlin, ni Germany, ni I don't know if I've shared this with you. And he said he met with one of the American astronauts. Uh, they met uh, during that conference. I think uh, that's uh, uh, one climax and one zenith of achievement anyone can ever uh, have in this world to be, to be able to get out of our own space and go to another space. And uh, such a person who has seen it all, uh, who knows so much, uh, came to attend 
uh, a conference of the Christians. And at that conference, we were told that he was asked to give some testimony. An astronaut. And um, you see one um, scientist somewhere who says there is no God. Where has he been? Uh, and you know that uh, for you to be uh, able to um, uh, intellectually say there is no God, you must have traveled everywhere. You must have been to uh, all the countries and continents and villages and everywhere in this world to be able to uh, say intellectually that there is no God. You are not omnipresent, are you? And if you say there is no God, God could be, it could be in my village, maybe it's in Alagbagba, my village, it could be living in a well somewhere or in a hut uh, somewhere. So it's even anti-intellectual to say that there is no God because it doesn't make any sense for you to be able to bold, boldly say there is no God. The question is, how far have you traveled? You must have succeeded in digging every inch of the earth to know or to say that there is no God because God could be, could be somewhere behind us here. So, it is not just your education, but you. Just like the ark. People came in contact with the ark, they are blessed. Others, they, they saw trouble, disease, pestilence, and so on and so forth. So, it is not just the ark doing that, but those who come in contact with the ark. So, it is not your education that matters. It is you. Who is that educated? Um, if you go all over the world, the Bible, uh, uh, this Yoruba is saying that uh, if you haven't traveled, if you, have, you haven't seen the uh, farm of another uh, man, you will think your father's farm is the biggest. I remember telling you something about a, a man I met in 1989 in Singapore. There were a lot of them, but uh, of note was uh, Professor Samuel George. An Indian and a professor of nuclear medicine and a consultant to the United Nations on related matters. Professor Samuel George shared a testimony with us. He said there was this day uh, 
in his uh, place of work that he was trying to uh, share with people the uh, topic uh, of uh, the peace of God uh, that transcends uh, all knowledge. Uh, it was time to do this. It was teaching us on how to uh, communicate the gospel to the scientific mind. And, um, this was Professor Samuel George in the midst of other scientists. And talking about uh, the peace of God that passes all understanding. And he said, as he was uh, trying to share that uh, um, um, message with them, he said, all of a sudden, uh, his, the telephone rang, and the receptionist came to the laboratory to tell him that, uh, uh, Professor George, uh, there's a call for you. And he said, he left what he was doing, and he went to answer uh, that uh, call. And he said, who was there on the, on the, on, uh, the other end? It was his wife. She called to tell him that uh, one of their sons was dead. Because they had two uh, children who were somehow physically challenged. And he said, he told his wife, okay, um, take care of yourself, pull yourself together, I'll be with you immediately, I'll finish what I'm doing here. He says, after that, he returned to the uh, laboratory. And he continued to share uh, the gospel with these scientific minds. And he said, you know, the other time I was trying to share with you uh, the topic uh, uh, of the peace of God that passes all understanding. He said, I, I didn't know how to explain this myself. But, uh, you know, uh, that uh, while we were discussing, I received a call. And, um, it was my wife. And what did, what did she tell me? So that I just lost, we just lost a son. And uh, those people just left their instruments of work. And they began to ask him questions. Professor George, you lost a son and you came back to this uh, uh, hall, uh, cool, calm, and collected, as they would say. 
said, well, what further illustration can I give to you on the topic I was sharing about the peace of God that transcends all understanding? You are scientists. You know. You are educated. Enlightened. Well informed. But what else can I how can I illustrate this piece of God except through this message I received from my wife? I yes, I received that message, but that piece of God is what rules and reigns in my heart that uh, I came back to this laboratory as if nothing had happened. And he said that day, 40, 40 of those scientists gave their life to Christ. And Dr. George said, you know what? He said, God took a son away from me and he replaced him with forces. That's a scientist. A well-educated individual. A professor of nuclear medicine. You see? So let nobody say because I am educated. I am civilized. Therefore, I am above what you are talking about. It all depends on you. Anyone that came in contact with the Ark of the Covenant will have a story to tell, good or bad. The Ark doesn't do just one work. There are two sides to it. Your, your money will do not just a work. Party will do two sides to money. Two sides to poverty. Two sides to education. Two sides to civilization. Now, you see, when the sun comes down, the same sun that firms up the earth will melt the ice. No, no, no. Yeah, that's it. That farms it over here. Sure, yeah. Did you, did, you, did you hear that? The same sun. So, what's the matter with the sun? It's not the sun. It is the object uh, onto which the, upon which the sun shines. Okay, this is the earth. This is ice. And the same sun comes upon them. One is firmed up. The other one melts away. It depends on either the earth or the ice. You know, the fruit, fruit, trees, and thorns. That's all right. They, they receive from the same sun and the same rain. But what's the difference? Um, I remember, let me come back home now. Let me not talk about some uh, scientists or 
uh, educated person in America or Singapore or wherever. Uh, one of our ex-presidents was Baba J.B. Orogun. Baba J.B. Orogun once said that both the bee and the fly they both ate from the same source. The bee and the fly. Baba said in Yoruba said he can't fit a bee in Baba so we pay one excreted maggot while the other excreted honey. Say to Pastor, let him hear you. Did you hear that? Yeah, from the same source they ate. But what was the output? Maggot, honey. But they ate from the same source. So as we come to church, we eat from the same source. We drink from the same um, rock. The Bible tells us that the rock, that rock, Christ was that rock that was following them in the wilderness. When the Son of Righteousness, Christ, comes upon us. It either farms us up or melts us away. When the sun and the rain of the word of God come upon us, we either become fruit, trees, or Tons. All the events of life are either for our rising or for our falling. I have a cousin, a cousin of mine. He's still very much alive today in this city of Ibadan. We grew up together in the village. Even his mother was a prophetess. His mother would go from village to village in those days. Okay? Traversing village, feed village upon village, village after village, preaching the gospel. But um, when I was, when we were in Lagos, pastoring, he came to see me one day and he began to ask me questions. And I said, so is it only prayer that you depend on? I said, what did your mother depend on in those days? I said, Shegun, are you telling me it's only prayer that you believe in? So because as you are looking at me now, I am not an ordinary person. And uh, before then, my, my elder sister had told me that that cousin of mine had joined a secret court. That's, those of you that went to our village when we celebrated the 80th anniversary of that village uh, church in uh, 2021, that was my sister in wheelchair that uh, told uh, the congregation of how that church was started by our 
our fathers in those days. Our, she told me that this cousin of yours had joined the Oboni cult. And the day he came to see me in Lagos, I was trying to tell me of how great, more powerful he had become. And um, he told me that uh, uh, he will never come to our compound uh, in Ibadan. Okay, Foko. Okay, Foko. That's where uh, we came from. I said, hmm, I, 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 before going there, I must see that I have fortified myself. And I said, why? Then began to share with me the, uh, some of uh, his experience in life of uh, how uh, uh, his uh, elder brother died. Well, tragically, that was known to me, yes. And how another brother of his had become mentally deranged. And, um, say, and now for me to just go to a, a compound at Okefoko. By the time I get there, people will know that somebody is coming. Ah, and I reminded him. Not of any Bible uh, text. I said, do you remember the story of uh, uh, in uh, this Nollywood uh, um, uh, play? Uh, Fade Yoloro? What's the title of that? Uh, Arilu. Eh? Arilu. Arilu. Do, do, do you remember the story of Arilu? Fade Yoloro was the most powerful individual in that uh, comedy. But at the end of the day, it was a Shetan, a woman that eh, conquered him. And, uh, and uh, I said, Okay, okay, that's all right. All right. A woman, not so, a man, but a woman. And, um, I said, that proves to you that all power did not belong to Fade Yoloro. And uh, the Bible says, Jesus declared openly that all power eh, in heaven and on earth belong to me. But what I'm driving at is this. Because of the events of life that happened to him, that person of mine said, no. Um, uh, I, 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 he decided to join a secret cult. So, so what? what? What is it that has happened to anyone that hasn't happened to someone before? The Bible says, for we know 
that we know that we know that all things work together for good. All things, not all good things. We keep saying it, not all good things work together for good. All things, good or bad, high or low, sweet or sour, all things work together for good only to those who love the Lord. If we love the Lord, if we know Him, we we'll see that all the events and the happenings and the experiences of life, they are meant for I, to either make us to rise or to make us to fall. Bible is always going to be a one more. We ongbogbo, we are didara tabi buburu, we are odun tabi okoro. Ni on shishekpo, fun ere, awonto feluwa. On ti on shele siwa tabi ti anla koja. Yo muwa dide tabi yo biwa wo money. Owo. Where that make us good or bad? Yo sawa direre tabi buburu. Poverty will Oshi. do the same thing. Our education is either for rising or for falling. All the experience of life is either for rising or for falling. Even our Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, this child is given to the world for the rise and fall of others. So this morning, whatever you are going through, whatever your level of achievement, whatever the losses you have uh, 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 experienced in life, they're not meant to destroy you. If you, if you, they're not meant to destroy you. But if you know the Lord, you will see through it all. That's what Paul said. But through it all, we are more than conquerors. Shall we rise for prayer? We are going to tell that. That's why I keep saying to people, you know, um, yes, we like uh, change of destination, change of place, change of this, change of that, but change of heart is what we need most. Change my heart, O Lord. That's our prayer. Change my heart. Oh Lord. Shall we begin to talk to God? Change my heart. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Change my heart, O God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, O God. May I be like you in the name of Jesus. Change my heart, O God.